You're listening to the Jazz FM and Friends Late Night Show, the only place for hip-hop discussion and general chit-chat. Jazz was like, right, I'm going to ask you some questions on the podcast. And I was like, what? The tunes you were playing was unbelievable. <laughs> for me, he's the greatest of all time for many reasons. Can, can you answer you this on the this spot? Why are you oh. doing that to me, man? Um... <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I've lost my call now. <laughs> Someone's got to be able to do the maths there. They've got to work out Rick Ross's <laughs> circumference where he wrote that bar and how long his legs have to be. <laughs> you know I mean? Kanye West's best album is the album you're listening to at the time. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping I'm just record. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz FM, playing all the best R&B and hip-hop 24-7. Hello and welcome... This is Jez FM and Friends. This is the sixth episode in the podcast series. Um, tonight is a little bit different because it's actually uh, it's kind of t- remote. I've got my uh, I've got my special friend and guest of Dicko in the in the studio. Good today. evening, Jerry. <laughs> Hello, mate. How are you doing, Dicko? How's yeah. life? Oh, life's all right. Life is remote. Life is locked away, but. Good. I'm excited to see you, mate. It's lovely to see you. I'm excited to get going. I mean, we've had a few kind of technical difficulties, haven't we've, we? We've got there. We've got there eventually, though, mate. It's taken a while. It's taken a while. Um, I've just realised I introduced you as my special friend and then guest. <laughs> They're both fair. Both uh, fair, you know. I mean, I'm actually, uh, you know, we just saying, I've gone into a single barrel Jack Daniels. So uh, that's what I'm um, rocking with tonight. And I've had... A glass or two already. Nice one, Cherry. But um, I guess for this uh, for the sixth episode, um, like obviously the reason why we're doing it kind of virtual is due to shielding. Mm. You know, because otherwise you'd be in the Jez FM set, wouldn't you? Absolutely, mate. Yeah, unfortunately, I've been locked away for a long time due to uh, vulnerabilities. But yeah, um, good that technology's here, isn't it? Exactly. And then uh, we're gonna have a good night tonight, anyway. Even Absolutely. though we're in. You know, different houses, different towns. Uh, we can still share the same love for music. And Absolutely stuff like right. Yeah, looking forward to it. Maybe looking forward to it for months now. But yeah, we're here. And um, obviously, you've got your theme for tonight, Dicko. I do indeed. And, um, again, I've loved listening to the eight tracks you forwarded over. Uh, I can honestly say, I don't think anyone else is going to have the same eight tracks, really, are they? I, mate, I don't think so. It was hard work getting it down to eight. Um, but yeah, these are songs that, um, as you say, sort of go like break the mold of hip hop, you know, go mm. beyond the genre, expand the genre into the sort of the avant garde without the protection. And I fucking love it. I'm really excited to listen to it with you, mate. Honestly, when I was listening to every song, I was like, yeah, this is a bit dicko. Yeah. Like the weird and wavy, mate, you know, it's weird, wavy, experimental. Um, yeah, I mean. Obviously, I, I do love a lot of these artists, but I don't think anyone is going to come on this show and say, I, I want this song, Jez, if yeah. I'm honest. This, this is very unique to you, and it's, uh, it's going to be joyful listeners, um, if I'm honest. So, yeah, I'm glad, yeah, mate. Let's hope so. To, you know, to expand on it, it's, it's basically, you have hip-hop, and it's, it's the sub-branches, isn't it? It's kind exactly of alternative. That, it's, it's experimental. I think we've got like a, a lot of jazz in there oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah um taking away there's some rock in there jazz yeah we're getting through we're getting into the psychedelic it's all here mate you know all the genres within hip-hop itself and then uh, i I guess a couple of these albums 
they are obviously critically acclaimed um, mm. and they have kind of been mentioned as the albums to break open the genre a little bit from the norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think so, yeah. And I think some of the songs that I've selected um, are sort of later in the career um, where they've sort of done, done a bit of work earlier on to do that. But I've just been a bit biased to some of my favourites as well, you know, of course. You have to be, but um, as as I said, the the eight songs they're brilliant. So we got that alternative theme going. Hmm. Um, but I think to start it off, I think we should show. Well, let the listeners hear about the trailer you've created. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you've done the trailer for me. Um, I mean, do you want to explain it? Because you know, you was the one who did it. Well, we just we thought it'd be a, a nice transition in, eh? Just a little something at the start. And I have treated myself during lockdown to to build a little home studio. So it is nice to put it to good use and sort of figure it out in good practice. And I'm just just always happy to play and it's good to have a purpose, mate. So just just hope everyone enjoys it, you know? I, I mean, like I said, I've loved it. I think it perfectly introduces the show. So if you used to go on Spotify and see the trailer... That's created by Dicko. Um, I'm just going to play it now, just so everyone can get, <laughs> yeah, get, a, get a little insight, yeah? Get it in, And mate. also, I, I, I want to listen to it again. <laughs> You're listening to the Chaz FM and Friends Late Night Show, the only place for hip-hop discussion and general chit-chat. Jez was like, right, I'm going to ask you some questions on the podcast. And I was like, what? The tunes you were playing was unbelievable. <laughs> for me, he's the greatest of all time for many reasons. Can, can you answer you this on the this spot? Why oh. are you doing that to me, man? Um... <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I've lost my call now. <laughs> Someone's got to be able to do the maths there. They've got to work out Rick Ross's <laughs> circumference when he wrote that bar and how long his legs have to <laughs> Kanye West's best album is the album you're listening to at the time. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping I'm for a call. <laughs> Jazz FM, playing all the best R&B and hip-hop 24-7. Oh, I fucking love it, man. <laughs> mate, it's so good. It makes me happy. Yeah, I think it just captures the show perfectly for the first five episodes. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. And then, um, obviously, if anyone's listening, please share, like, um, subscribe, and have it on YouTube. I filmed the last uh, the, the last episode I filmed. Uh, so that was episode five. Um, to, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but you're going to see what it's about shortly. Um, but yeah, just to, let, let's kick it off with kind of your first track and let's have a bit of a discussion maybe. yes mate the the first track like this this uh group these artists had to be on this list we, without a shadow of a doubt like what for me two of the best rappers in the world one is certainly top three um we're talking about outcast i love andre 3000 more than any other man on the planet i think there's, there's like find me a cooler man on the planet i, I know i mean that's the thing he he literally is swag, isn't he? <laughs> he is. Like, I just see he, see like videos of him walking around Philly, just playing a double flute, just looking like, like an actual he, trap. He's he, he just does what he wants. I love him. He's just he's just dripping with coolness. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, oh, this song as well. To to be honest, it's not my favorite Outcast album. It's it, the song I've chosen is from um, Aquimini. For mm. me, the first album. Uh, Southern playlistic Cadillac Muzak is the one. Is the one. It's so solid. But this song, Jerry, it had to be spotty, yotty, dopalicious. I don't. And then it's not a better I'm song. Honest, Dicko, when I think of you, 
Like, as soon as I got the first song, I was like, oh, fuck me, this is Dicko, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, it had to if, be. If someone was going to have theme music, I, f- I think this would be your theme music. I, I, there's no great like, compliment. It's like, it's like all the nights that we've probably, you know, there's been drinking involved and the songs came on. I'd say this this is a go-to, isn't it? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And do you know, I think it might have even been Kenny that first pushed it onto me early on, or Kenny. I know it's definitely one of Kenny's favourites as well. Mm. And oh, it's it's just it's sexy, and it just encompasses everything about Southern hip hop. Mm. So they they changed the game from just east to west, and then all of a sudden, um, you're getting like. Like basically, like putting in like orchestral renditions, basically, you know, they've got real instrumentals going on, and um, they have something that no one else has, and I, I think is probably the most powerful tool, and that's a southern accent. There's there's nothing better than than that southern um, charm, you know, and fuck man, I just I love these guys. And also think because um, so for example, if anyone doesn't know, Outcast is big boy. Andre 3000, mm-hmm. uh, Free Stacks. So, uh, yeah, you know, they, they are from um, Georgia, mm. uh, Atlanta-based. And just so, again, so anyone doesn't know, Andre is, like I say, f- for some people, he's, like, did you say top three for flow? A hundred percent. All round, all round. For me, he is in my top three without a shadow. And I don't think you'll find, like, he's he's everyone's favourite rapper's favorite rapper any like you'll never find anyone to to diss andre 3000 and that's the thing like his flow is so good it's ridiculous it's it's a joke um and then obviously they they did go a bit commercial with hey yeah um they had the album speaker box and the love below i mean some great tracks of it's one of the best pop albums ever isn't it it's i mean you could literally just say about Miss Jackson, Roses, but I, I guess maybe for some people who aren't maybe that into the hip hop, they may have missed this album. Yeah, 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 for sure. You say it's sort of on the term of of getting more mainstream attention. So I think Miss mm. Jackson was the one that sort of captured the mainstream. It's like getting radio plays, wasn't it? And then that, that's when I remember kind of. Me too, coming on the box when I was about 11 years old. I've yeah. been thinking, what is this? This is unbelievable with that piano on it. It's ridiculous. Because I know, um, firstly, Will's told me off for the way I've been uh, pronouncing um, Aquemini. Aquemini, yeah. <laughs> because uh, apparently I was saying Aquemini. Yeah. So, um, I mean, apologies to anyone who had to go through that. I was nervously um, scratching my face every time you said it, but no, I'm, I'm glad that we all got there. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, you know, it's, it's been addressed. But um, yeah, th- this album was released in 1998, so we had been five, mm. you know. Mm. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, as you mentioned, this was kind of after the first album where they, they was getting a bit more commercial success. And basically, with the money, they were able to take their time a bit more yeah. from from what i've read they basically you know they had the studio and the dungeon, they, were able, they were able to live in the studio and just create these jam sessions you know artists were walking in and out and it allowed them to create this kind of experimental music and That's... you can definitely tell during this album yeah mate that, that is exactly it so that that was rico wade's house of organized noise and I think it's just basically mm. like a southern hip hop incubator. Like they were just all living there, like outcasts living there. You had organized noise and goodie mop, like all just living yeah. there, all making music together. Um, 
and what they made is fantastic. I mean, I saw an interview with Andre talking about it and talking about Repo Wade and saying that like sort of early days when he's trying to find his sound and whatnot. So obviously trying to sound like Q-Tip because that's what you do in it. And it's how he would like just spit some stuff for Rico Wade and he would just, just get up and walk off, not even look at him. Um, but then once he started finding his own sound, he was really, really honing it. Um, yeah, and I think they're guys that just sort of take inspiration and influence from all other genres, like look across the board completely, listen to everything outside of their own music and, and adapt to it. And and that's what you definitely see within this album because it has elements of jazz, funk, mm. soul. Um, I think I even said in a previous episode, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Reese selected a song from this album. Um, I think it was maybe Skew on the Bar. Um, and I said that basically Andre, when it, um, he, he, uh, he produced most of this album, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, madness. And then he basically went down to a flea market, purchased an instrument, and then we're just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, play it and jam with it, and then, you know, it got included on the album. Um, Mad, but there's, there's so much to talk about. Just kind of, this album is incredible. Um, even the way I mentioned before how it debuted behind Jay Z's Volume Two, you know, Hard Knock Life. Yeah. Um, on the Billboard Hot 200. Um, but what's really interesting is, I don't know if you know this, during this time, uh, basically, Andre was um, with uh, Erica Badu. Yes. And it, it was a big influence for the music, for the way he was dressing. Exactly um, right, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's just a great song, especially, I, I love the whole, even the start, it's so simple, just with the repetition of that word. Yeah, it was, do you know about where that comes from, like the origin of that whole damn, damn, damn James thing? I, I do, it's from a TV show, isn't it? Yeah, mate, I'd literally... Because I, I always thought it was just saying, damn, 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 damn. And then li- like out of nowhere when I was listening to it one day, I was like, fuck, they say James. They said, like, damn, 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 James. I was mm. like, what the fuck? So, yeah, like an old TV... It's The Good Life, I think. Um, yeah, like a happy sort of go-lucky show. And then that's, that is like one scene where the, the character like breaks down after a funeral and starts crying. And they're going to like just put that at the start of their track. And then, like everything this. else that happens, outrageous, outrageous. Because sh- should we just introduce the tracks? Because we haven't actually said what the track's called yet, or should we keep them guessing? I think I might have. I might have already spilt it early on. Oh, but, have you? Okay. But yeah, we're we're on spotty oily dopalicious. It, it as I say, it, it had to be. It had to be. I think those those horns. It's one of the sexiest sounds I've ever heard. Genuine. I just think all round, it's a sexy song. You know, you got Sleepy Brown doing the first verse, sounding like. Curtis Mayfield mm. straight up it's it's just everything about it for me is like if I had a, a Desert Island song and I could only have one song for the rest of my life this this would be the one it would be this for sure for sure because did you actually know that this is sampled from Genesis 2 no yeah there's a little sample from Genesis uh dancing with the moonlight night you know <laughs> uh, so obviously, and what's mad is how we've talked about it before in the Woodsy episode that these hip hop artists are, you know, this is a basically a Phil Collins little sample. Of the guitar. Yeah, mate, I genuinely never knew yeah. that. That's incredible. And then, because um, I, I also looked into the, the individual Sleepy Brown. Um, mm. So he provides the vocals, as you said, and he's from Savannah. And then uh, that's also... Uh, it has a, a big uh, connection with uh, Big Boy. You know? Yeah, he's organised noise, he... huh, Stevie Brown? 
Yeah, and then um, he was also involved with uh, TLC Waterfalls. Yes, as was CeeLo Green. You know, CeeLo Green done backing vocals on Waterfalls. That is a mad fact I didn't know until recently. So, yeah, it's just with this research, finding all these little gems, and it's even like, you know, the Sleepy Brown um, dude, he's worked with Beyonce, Ludacris, Bow Wow. And again, this is one of the things I've loved about the show. Yeah. Someone provides me a song, I'm looking into it, and it's just like, oh, fuck, it's actually, like, uh, I guess, in a way, you learn so much about the people singing the song and not about the people behind the production Yeah. um, that they're missed, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but obviously, again, with his album, I think I mentioned before, you know, Big Boy and Andre was like, you know, if if it takes us three years to produce a song, we're going to do it that way. Yeah. Because we're not giving you that fast food and trying to meet a deadline. And I think you can really tell with this album. Um, it's got the reggae influences. Mm. Um, apparently, they used to listen to Bob Marley a lot when they was doing this album. Yeah, you hear it on the skit. So. Yeah, mate, it's, it's, it's class. It really is. And as I say, it's, it's my second favourite Outcast album. I'm a big fan of Southern Playlistic. Um, but yeah, this, this album's unreal. And I, this song, Jez. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's great. I, I think it's going to give a, a nice introduction of kind of the alternative side yeah. to hip-hop, you know? Exactly so, that, mate. Beyond the genre, you know? Beyond the genre. I mean, I'm a little bit annoyed that the song title is so long <laughs> obviously so me trying to introduce this might be a challenge but, yeah um, please do Jez for, for anyone listening this is the 6th episode of Jez FM and Friends we have Dicko with me virtually over the web um, his theme is alternative hip hop and R&B so his first track is Outcast Spooty Ooty Duplicious <laughs> Which is uh, apparently a term for basically a fit girl in southern slang. Um, Madness, yeah, isn't it? That's, that's, that's just a long about way to say it. I know. I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely not saying that after a few bits. Um, that's the first track. If you're enjoying it, please like, share, tweet. Um, but yeah, that's the first track. I hope you enjoy. Um, and I guess we're going to have a, a little drink and a, a little chat while the music's playing. Absolutely, yeah. I'm going to grab a whiskey, I think, mate. Ooh. No worries. Enjoy, everyone. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back. This is Jez FM and Friends. This is the sixth episode in the podcast series. Tonight, in the virtual studio, I have my friend Dicko with me. Evening. So, evening. So, uh, you know, the theme is alternative hip-hop and R&B, kind of... Branching out from the norm. Um, so the first song we had was Spooty UP Duplicious by Outcast. It's closer. Is that closer? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, pronunciation is, isn't my forte. But, but um, this is from the uh, Aquemini album released on September the 29th, 1998. Um, it was the 12th track, 7 minutes and 7 seconds. Um, as we said, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's got the uh, big boy and Andre. It's about ill-fated uh, Ill romance in a club. Mm. And it's got a spoken word, a lot of uh, trumpets and horns involved. Mate, it's just it's, a great song. It's, it's superb. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just saying like, he can, well, it's, well, it's playing. I mean, Jess, we're chatting. We say he can literally, like as a rapper, Andre is ridiculous and he can go over any flow. Um, wordplay's ridiculous, but he just, just throws out like spoken word on this and it just works so well. But everything else around it 
love it love it thank you mate and i, I think you should um mention about the hey fact oh oh sorry yeah something else we were mentioning um it's about andre obviously mentioning earlier about him just sort of walking around philly playing a double flute and that saying he also I, I read that he the first time he ever played guitar he's like oh i've got something i will it's going to come later on a later track, don't worry. But the first time he ever played guitar, the first guitar chords he ever played ended up becoming Heya. Yeah, which is absolutely amazing. That's what you're doing. You, you pick up a guitar for the first time and you're at Heya, which is a mad song as well, by the way. I don't know if you've ever listened to the lyrics, like properly or read the mm. lyrics. Really, really um, sad song about love not working out and having to go through divorce and stuff. But also putting into the lyrics that no one's listening because, you know, the beat's and everyone just wants to dance exactly and that video was taken on polaroid oh oh yeah again like and he's he's doing that and and that's a radio hit Mm. but it it feels like a lot of the time um with the two personalities of outcast you have big boy as the player and um andre as kind of the puppet right or yeah. the person unlucky in love that's what that's what it seems to me yeah oh mate it's just there's just there's not a better duo, and I think I think Andre is, as we say, very very well respected as one of the best rappers ever. But but not to take away from Big Boy in any way because he is r- just ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. And then yeah, credit where credit's due, and I'm, I'm sure he does get it. Yeah, like I say, a great partnership. I mean, just to give a couple um, more facts about kind of knowledge wise. It reached number two on the US top R&B hip-hop albums uh, billboards list. Um, it's so it's, it's um, double platinum, which is expected for this album. Yeah, right. Um, it just changed the game. And the critics actually loved it because how experimental it was, how it had kind of... It had all the different genres. It had the yeah, kind of electro funk, um, but yeah, a great little song to start. So like, and people like I've heard it. I don't know. I'm not going to talk on trap music by any means, but I know that that this again, it's an album that's been credited to like the early creation of trap. Oh, I really? I don't know. I'm not going to talk any more on that. I don't want to make a fool of myself, you know. But one thing I will tell you about that. This is last, last on Outcast on mm. this album. You know the song Slump on that album. Yeah, it's yeah. got like the baby crying. Yeah, yeah. Like, through the beat. That is Andre 3000 and Erica Badu's baby. Really? And even madder, that cunt is 22 years old now. Oh my God. <laughs> that is, that yeah. is ridiculous. That is trivia for you. 22. <laughs> that kid's got to be crazy. And I remember, again, I seen an interview ages ago where he was saying that um, his son's releasing music, but under an alias because he doesn't want to get yeah. like credit through his dad or through his yeah. mum like which, I have a fucking I, side but which, which is respectable which I, which I totally understand right yeah oh for sure for sure you've got to respect it but I don't but he refused because obviously it's Andre talking about it he's not then going to mm. say who the artist is yeah yeah cool give it away so I've got, I've got yeah. no idea it may well be someone that we've heard and we like and we don't know it's, it's, mm. it's a crazy thing to think but I'm guessing he's not going to do any music videos or anything like that is he because otherwise they, have you seen him I don't know what he looks like. Has, has he, ever been... <laughs> he looks exactly the same as Andre 3000. It would give the game away immediately. I Amazing. Mean, I know we've chatted a lot about Andre already, but have you seen uh, the Jimi Hendrix, uh, Jimi Hendrix yes. uh, documentary? <laughs> Mate, How good he, he, he's good in that, isn't he? He's he like, is unbelievable. Uh, so I think... 
acting, dancing. He's triple threat, mate. Yeah, there's one. Do you know what? I was a bit upset in watching the film, though, because I'm a big... I, I grew up on Jimi Hendrix, man. And mm. uh, when it happened, there was an incident in the film where... It doesn't matter. It's not a spoiler. Like, the film's fucking mm. 10 years old. He, um, like, Jimi <laughs> Hendrix, like, fucking clubs a girl with a phone in a club. And mm. I was like, that seems a bit mad, doesn't it? Um, yeah. But then it turned out that the girlfriend who he'd done that to come out and said, no, that didn't happen. That was bullshit. So it's a bit weird. But I thought, yeah, Andre 3000 was amazing in that film. I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm worried about the integrity mm. of the of the content. No, I'm, but, I'll move you up. Because I felt... Andre's unreal. When, um, when listening to the spoken word in the track just played, mm. that was basically how he kind of portrayed Hendrix with the acting. Mm. That's what I thought anyway. Exactly. It's of, so you know, laid kind of, back. Yeah. So um, laid back. But that was a great little first song to introduce the uh, first episode. Well, first song oh, yeah. for the sixth, sixth episode of Jez <laughs> FM and Friends. Um, as I said, we got the alternative hip hop and R and B theme. So, um, you know, what is the second song? Let's uh, let's jump in. So, let's, I should get the list. I should. I should be more prepared, Jerry. Sorry. Ah, that's right. This is I'm where we're going. I'm so happy. This is my second song, man. Man, this guy. For me, uh, like one of the most original artists in certainly within hip hop. Again, we're talking mm. like branching outside of hip hop here. Um, and again, this dude is one of the best bass players in the world, and I think that's all you need to say to know that I'm talking about Thundercat. Um, fuck man, <laughs> and like talking about Erica Badu, like this was his sort of foot in the door there was he played the bass on uh, new america because Done, like, a lot of that session work because obviously i, I said to you uh, last night i said a lot of these people are connected throughout our- <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like, and there'll be yeah yeah the eight, eight people you've uh, chosen there's all there's this little connection between them all somehow mm. sorry i'm just i'm just pouring some more jdl yeah you enjoy it um, but yeah yeah exactly that mate and and this this guy um like as I say, as as a as a unique artist, as a hip hop artist, as a creative mind, is is one of the best for me. Um, as a bass guitarist, like this guy has played in like punk bands when he was like fifteen and shit. He, he's done like every genre. I think I'm pretty sure he grew up playing like jazz. Um, mm. And also his dad, I think his mum was a flutist and his dad was a drummer. And his dad drummed for like the Temptations and the Supremes yeah. and Gladys Knight, all that. So it was it was bound to happen, you know, for he, this young he's man. He's got a, a musical family. That's all you can say. Oh boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anyone doesn't know, the person who we're going to introduce next is uh, Thundercat. Oh right? yeah, got Thundercat, known as a uh, Stephen Lee Bruner. Born October the 19th, 1984. And this guy is just fascinating, by the way, Dick. <laughs> yeah, really, like, really is. When I was doing my research, so he he loves his anime. He loves yeah. his comedy. There's a there's a quote where it's like he's just on a tour bus, chilling out, playing Mario Kart. He's got a Pokemon card to the side of him. He <laughs> um, seems like he's just his own character he doesn't give a fuck and you can tell this with the music man can't you a hundred percent hundred and again it's kind of fitting in with that theme like a lot of these artists are a sort of completely sort of broke down the boundaries of of what a hip-hop artist should be and how they should be represented you know like these a lot of these guys they're what we might have a bunch of fucking nerds isn't they but 
uh, like, <laughs> to use it to your advantage and to be so cool. Do you know what I mean? Like to a lot yeah. of other hip hop artists, you think what a hard scene it, it is and was. Mm. Um, but these guys are talented enough to, I think <laughs> to make you forget the, about everything else, you know? It's just the confidence to be your own person, man. Isn't 100%. It? It's yeah. like, do you know what? This is the music I want to create. This is the interests I want to follow through with and just roll with it and not worry about anyone's opinion. Yeah. Um, that's it, mate. And then that's the thing. It's like when I'm going through this list is like all the critics are saying is like, basically thanks for someone doing their own thing, you know, <laughs> this is it. I mean, well, this is what you say. Like we're talking about Thundercat who is, I guess he's a hip hop artist, you know, he fits within mm. that bracket, but it's, it's, it's fucking jazz fusion. Like, it's, you know I mean? it's, it's some crazy, crazy stuff. Like he's, like as I say, as a bassist, one of the best for me. And oh, unbelievable! He, he'll play a bass, and you'll you won't even know it's a bass guitar because of all the mm. effects pedals he's got through mm. it, and you can just hear like bubbles popping. Um, yeah. It's mate. He's yeah. As I say, he's he's ridiculous from a ridiculous family, and I, I love this man. And then. Obviously, this song is from the album Drunk. This is from Drunk. Dude, like, so when I first, I don't know, I think it's just one of those things that popped up on new releases on Spotify, Mm. and I just saw the album cover, and the album cover is so fucking funny, man. I just, like, if you haven't seen it, please just search it on your Spotify right now, because it's just him pulling the most rascal, like, eyes and eyebrows with water up to his nose. And I looked at it and I thought, no, I really, really want this album to be good. I really I loved, I loved it immediately. Um, and it's just one of those where you sort of listen to it and you're like, what is going on? This is madness. And you, oh man, I, I think one of those where I just kept pressing play every time it ended is so weird. Like one of the weirdest albums for sure. Oh, it's <laughs> But oh, he's incredible. As a creative mind, he's so unique. Um, the way I first heard him was through a Dave Chappelle um, special, mm. and it was Dave Chappelle's intro music. Oh, wow. Um, then straight away, you know, went up on Spotify and was like, oh, this dude is a bit rascal. Mm. You know, so obviously I, I had an idea of him. So I remember when I was listening to the album, there's one song where he's basically saying, if I was a cat, right? Yes, yes. A fan's mail, yeah. If I was a cat, meow, meow, meow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, do you know what? The, the song I've Honestly. chosen to play, I thought it's best to sort of play it safe. And for like the guys that haven't listened to Thundercat before, um, I don't want to fucking free in the deep end, drowning. Yeah. You know, this is one of the sort of... It, it delivers everything that there is about Thundercat. You know, you get a crazy bass line with crazy effects on it. Um, the man's got a beautiful singing voice as well, by all mm. means. Like, um, but it's it's not as weird as his weirdest stuff, fellas. Let me tell and you. And that I'm happy you actually went with this song because, like I say, there's there is the deep end with him. And <laughs> his, his album's very hit and miss for me. Oh, um, just to let people know, it's the third studio album. Mm. Released on February the 24th, uh, 2017. We have the likes of Kendrick, Wiz, mm. Mac Miller and Pharrell mm. on the album. So some big names there. So like you've uh, got your respect in you. When that's your feature list, you're a respected artist, you know, and I think he, he's earned it by that point with his yeah, no, work. Yeah, and like I say, um, obviously a big thing about Thundercat is actually he helped produce Kendrick Lamar's um, 
to Bimpa Butterfly. Exactly, like a big, big, um, big influence. <laughs> big influence. So, like, we'll, um, obviously, we'll we'll come to that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, oh, man, like the the combination of of basically Thundercat, you got Terrace Martins and mm. Kamasi Washington are all like jazz musicians and you get them in a studio together and they basically give Kendrick like a crash course mm. on, on jazz. And, yeah. and to those guys, I think they, um, they all just recognize what they are to each other. Great creative minds. And, and they just make incredible music together. And, and as I say, we'll get to, to Pimper Butterfly. Cause oh, that's no, another course. beautiful jazz album oh. in my opinion. Um, and one, one of the things that's been mentioned about Thundercat is how he just digs, uh, digs through the crates you know <laughs> he just pulls out these records and that's what he uses as influence you know yeah and then um it's been said that he just kind of reinvents jazz soul funk but um i mean as a character he's so interesting like did you know dicko that what what do you think he's been doing during quarantine do you know as, <laughs> Wait, as a I, hobby i really don't know but i'm so excited because i know he's, it's gonna be weird jerry please invite me he's just taken up mma Oh wow, that is not what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, what like, can't this man do? You know? Like from, like from what I've read, he literally just loves his video games and Pokemon and mm. anime. Yeah. But he was like, oh no, I'm actually I've taken up MMA. Um, and he was a uh, he was good friends with Mac Miller from what I've been reading. Mate, yeah, yeah, um, big time. So he was like, there was an interview where he said, basically, I'm getting sober, I'm losing weight, I've gone vegan. Wow. Like, you know, I, I miss my boy. Um, I'm trying to move forward, but yeah. he's honestly fascinating. Like, if if anyone listening, just take your time to read a couple of articles that they're saying he's the coolest bass player ever, uh, mate. I, I, and like, think think what a big thing that is to say as well, because bass players gen- generally are cool as cats in there. Yeah. But yeah. Um, mate, as as you say, I I just like the work with Macmillan. You know, what's the use the Macmillan song? Mm. that bass line for me like you listen to it and again like once you you know Thundercat you could fucking smell Thundercat a mile off that bass line is incredible and I ah oh, do you know this is sort of um a bit off off skew but I really need to tell you this because I with Macmillan I've recently this is like last week mm. um, I've never really been a Macmillan fan mm. um I watched his NPR Tiny Desk live show which oh, is yeah, great, amazing, man. man. Yeah, all yeah, of those shows great. are incredible. And obviously, Thundercat yeah. plays the bass room on that. Um, mm. And I'd watched that previously. And literally, like, this is just last week or so. I was thinking, I think I need to invest some time in Thundercat. Uh, in mm. Macmillan, sorry. Mm. So obviously, he's getting all of this back in. He's recognised people like him. I should like him. And I gave it a go. And I thought, fuck, man. Like, I think I just jumped on his first album or something. Let it play through. And I, got, I literally wasn't even through the first song. And I thought to myself, fuck, man, are people genuinely just, just bigging this dude up because he's dead? Because this is shit. This is <laughs> shit. Um, oh, man. But I thought I'm going to skip on to the next song. No, mm. this is, I can't palette this. I went on to the next album. No, yeah. this is dog shit. What is happening? Mm. Dude, it wasn't McMillan. It was, um, who's, who's the other fucking, the white rapper, Mc something? Do you know the one that done... Uh, this is killer. Who done that? F- it wasn't. It wasn't Macmillan. I wasn't fucking listening to Macmillan. This is for another <laughs> dude called Mc something. I can't remember who it was, but he was awful. 
What's it? Uh, Macklemore, Macklemore. I was fucking listening to Macklemore. I listened to like Macklemore. two songs of Macklemore's first album and then his second album. I was like, no, no, I think people are just being nice because this guy's. <laughs> but no, they're, they're, yeah, no, Macmillan's, Macmillan's good though. I'm kidding. I'm I mean, fucking embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, Macklemore had a a big intro with the highest. It was basically pop pop rap, wasn't it? Was it? Was that um, Thrift Store? Was that? Yeah, thrift store and it had wings and stuff Which was like that. Huge when it came out. Yeah, huge. and then um, I think the story it behind it. But Mac Miller, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan. Um, oh, he's you? great. He's much better than Macklemore for sure. Yeah, for I sure. mean, I I don't know what Mac uh, Macklemore's done in the last recently. Nothing but... worth listening to. Let me tell you, Jez, yeah, from okay. my my incident. But yeah, Mac no. Miller, by all means, don't. Yeah, great, a great artist. But in my opinion, his best songs um, stink of Thundercat as well. <laughs> but again I'm biased I'm biased I apologise no you can be biased I mean this is your show Dicko you yeah know? yeah well thank you very much Jess thanks you, for having me you can say what you want it's been a pleasure so far <laughs> um, obviously coming up next we have Thundercat um, so we have the song of bear me two seconds them changes them changes boy um, I say it's huge Bass influence. Um, the guy is just a crazy character. Pretty Obviously, crazy. we we said that a big influence for him was Erica Badu again. Yeah. So it's weird how the first two artists, Erica Badu, has basically helped them with finding who they are. Yeah. Well, th- this is it. Like this, this guy had been doing <laughs> doing a lot. He's like he started playing bass at like four years old or fucking something mm. stupid like that. But I think um, working on New America with Erica Badu was like his first sort of. Um, session work within that circuit, yeah. Sort of like uh, that just birthed everything, you know. Um, but th- this guy, let me just tell you before we play this song. Do you know who Frank Zappa is, Jez? Have you ever heard of Frank Zappa? Who? I haven't. No, mate. Mate, again, like a, a super weird rock star from like the sixties, seventies. This is the shit mm. that I grew up listening to. This guy and like um, mm. and Jimi Hendrix and Santana. And for mm. me, Thundercat is like Frank Zappa reincarnated. Just a super really? super weird con. Um, but again, just a creative mind ahead of his time, and and yeah, I think again, it's it's not my favourite Thundercat song, but I think it's probably the safest choice, you know. Oh, it's, and it's, it's lovely vibes. <laughs> and, it yeah, is, by all means, yeah. Oh, it's a superb song. It's lovely vibes. So yeah, coming up next, we have Thundercat with them changes. Mm. This is the sixth episode of Jez FM and Friends. If you're enjoying this, please share, like, you know, do all of that. Do it all. Um, do it all, exactly. Um, tonight's guest is Dicko. We have the alternative R&B and hip-hop theme. Um, we're having a few drinks, but oh, yeah, yeah, enjoy the song, and um, we will see you after the break. Woo. Peace and love. You're listening to the Jazz FM and Friends Late Night Show, the only place for hip-hop discussion and general chit-chat. Hello and welcome back. This is Jez FM and Friends. This is the sixth episode in the podcast series. Tonight in the studio, I have Dicko with me. Yo. We have the theme of alternative hip-hop and R&B. So far, we have played uh, one track by Outcast mm. and then a one track by Thundercat. But I think, uh, Dicko, you're going to drop some more knowledge, weren't you, for uh, Thundercat? But yeah, as, as, as we say, I know we, we touched and I threw out a little bit about the, the sort of musical family he comes from and his parents, but didn't mention his brothers and his brothers he's got <laughs> he has one his brother Jamil is one half of the internet 
Oh, okay. Uh, which is something, is it? And his yeah. other brother, Ronald, um, is also a drummer, and he is in like a real hardcore punk band that Thundercat also played bass for for a while. But then his brother also plays the drums on Black of the Berry by Kendrick Lamar. Hey. A little bit of trivia for you. As we mentioned, there's um, he's heavily involved in that To Pimp a Butterfly album. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, just to start off, Dicko, I mean, I've got a question for you. Oh. Yeah. I mean, in the in the last couple of episodes, I haven't had time to ask questions. But, um, yeah, my question is, you know, you're a, you're a successful rapper, hip-hop artist, bass player. You know, you might be the new Thundercat. Uh, oh, mate, that's a dream, isn't it? Okay. So, you need an entourage. Mm. Like, I've asked this question before. Who's going to be... Your manager, your heavy, and your hype man slash catalyst. Because Josh said hype <laughs> man isn't the right term. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, do you know what? Do, just, do you remember? Because obviously, I, I asked this I to Josh. You know, and there's a lot of it. I actually have to um, like just just to go straight back off. I think on Josh's answer, his hype man selection. I don't think he can be beaten. Actually, I think it does. <laughs> Drew Drew is the is a hype man, isn't he? By all by all accounts, um, the only thing better would be, I think it'd be really good comedy value to have Chris Selby. Oh no, yeah, okay. I think he can work a crowd as well. And um, mm. you know, hey, oh, you know what? Sorry, Drew, I'm having Chris Selby. We're we're going with the weird and wavy tonight. And what I can't think of a better way to celebrate that than by mentioning mm. Chris Selby. You know, because obviously I've. Chris is like one of our best mates and uh, he doesn't know much about hip hop, does he? No, no, but he knows how to work a crowd, Jerry. He he does. And so, you know, I'm I'm trying to think of a way to, you know, get him on the show Um, because he he needs to be on the show. He needs to, even Uh, if you could just get him a segment. Do you know what I mean? Like just get him a little thing that he can do, uh, that he can just drop in and do his little bit each week. I I am working on it. um, (laughs) But, you know, I love that shout because... You know what he's capable of. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. He's got no fear. <laughs> you know, he's gonna go up there and do whatever necessary mm. to hype that crowd up without and any even... shame whatsoever. It's amazing. <laughs> no shame. <laughs> and then, even if he gets booed, he's not leaving that stage. No, you know he's not. No, no way, no way. Not unless he's too pissed that he falls off it, yeah. which is always an option as well. And and I really respect him for that. So no, that's a that's a lovely first option yeah. for hype man. Yeah, I can't just do the same as Josh, can I? Yeah, um, but yeah, you know, Drew, you know, you know what and you then, do. Obviously, I I know normally I talk about the friendship at the start, mm. um, and I guess Selby is the connection for the friendship between me and you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. So um, it was probably I think I first met you at a house party. You know, when... <laughs> I remember the exact one, Jerry. Yeah, actually, yeah. We, we mentioned it. We're not going to incriminate. Don't worry. <laughs> no, 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 we all know what happened. Yeah. We all know what happened. <laughs> um. So yeah, obviously, like I think we've said before, Selby was a big influence on these two circles meeting, and you know, just yeah. Oh, he's, he's just such a lovable pup, and he like find me someone that dislikes Chris Selby, and and I will slap their face because they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so uh, moving on, we've got the uh, second option. Who I, I want to save the manager question for last. Okay, okay. 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 So um, who, who's going to be your heavy? You know, your bodyguard. <laughs> He's going to escort you through the crowds, 
You know, if he's kicking off at a club, he's got your back. Yeah. Um, you know, he's there to protect you. Mm. He's jumping in front of a bullet if he needs to. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I, I thought about this when I was listening to um, Josh's one. Mm. Um, and I think there's there's got there's only one answer for me, and that mm. is it's Rory Kite. What a fucking brute of a man. Um, gorgeous good, Rory. Oh, gorgeous. Oh, gorgeous. Like, and he truly is as well. And he's always good fun to have around. And also with Rory, secretly, I don't, I don't know if, if many know, he's a, he's, a, he's a lovely guitarist as well. And a really, really creative, artistic man. Um, but also I know that he will punch through someone's head if he has to. Um, which is essential, you know. Yes, yeah, so, because obviously you can have your jam sessions, but exactly. you're getting the protection you need. And and he's he's oh, he's just a truly silly man. Like I know I'll be well entertained, like because you don't want yeah. someone as a security guard that's gonna, yeah, exactly going to weigh you down all the time. I want someone yeah. I can have a bit of a crack with, and then he can crack yeah. someone's skull as well. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's a great option. I and I think a couple others m- might even choose him, right? You got a finger out of your circle. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Rory, no, no, yeah. like for people that, that don't know, yeah, Rory because... like, probably hasn't had a fight in about 10 years. It's just one of those <laughs> things when you're teenagers in it and someone's hard and then you just assume they're hard for the rest of their life. To be fair, Rory, I could probably <laughs> knock Rory out. But that's what sort of pushes him on. In a way, all of us, you know, we're pussies, aren't we? Let's face it. Mm. <laughs> There's no way to beat around the bush. Hey, we just think we're a, we're a lovely, uh, lovely group we're of lovers. boys, aren't we? We're lovers. We're, we're, we're not fighters. We're lovers. Yeah, exactly. exactly like, right. I, I said before, the WhatsApp name is the lovely geezer boys. It's just ridiculous. We are what the Northerners might call soft lads, I would imagine, if they could see yeah. the state of our WhatsApp yeah. group. But um, 100%. Yeah, lovely, lovely guys. Love you all. So, right. Last question. Who's going to be your manager? So obviously he's he's um you got to trust him because you don't get screwed over like NWA did. Oh yeah, you know, with, oh, uh, with yeah. old Jerry. Fuck Jerry, um, not you, Jerry, but not, not Jerry. me, Jerry. Yeah, and obviously he he's going to look after probably the communication, so it has to be reliable. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little bit creative about you know what direction you're taking just to maximise the commercial success of you know yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what, Jess? I don't know if this will be a surprise to you. If it will be exactly as you expect, but mm. um. There's only one man, and it has to be Kenny Sykes for me. You know, this, Sykes, yeah. you know this is a man that, that, let's not forget, already has a lot of, of the experience, you know. This is a man that works within the media circuits already, and this mm. is a man that I trust, and this is a man that, although, Kenny, I love you, and you can be a dumb cunt at times, you are a logical, <laughs> logical man, and I, I trust your business <laughs> brain, you know. <laughs> I, I love the way that you've told, you, you've said that, I want Ken to be my manager. Mm. In the last one, Josh said for him to be the heavy. Well, do you know what? This is, this is again, just sort of a bonus point, isn't it? Because say Rory's off doing what Rory does, you know. Um, Kenny's, Kenny's there. He can do a Superman punch on someone or something. Yeah, okay. So we got um, so we have Rory as the heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I'm have Selby as the hype man. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm not having the same one as Josh. I'm not going for Drew again. I think Selby would be, be great. And then we have Kenny as the manager. I yeah. mean, what what a quad that is, by the way. Mate, yeah, that's that's including squad, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, yeah. I think um, yeah, it's a winning formation. Actually, I'll have to give them all a message. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's either a winning formation or. It is the worst decision you've oh, ever made mate, in your life. Yeah, it's going, it's going drastically well, one way or the other. Because what 
you, Selby, Rory, and Ken together. Yeah, it's hopeless, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... Yeah, but, good point. All right, uh, well done. Honestly, <laughs> I, I, I've loved the answer. And it's, like I say, it gives the... It introduces other characters, talks about the friendship, what we're like as people. This is, but, yeah. um, and again, you need to find a way to get Kenny on here. If you can do get Kenny oh, doing mate. some sort of hip-hop business advice, it'd be yeah. fantastic. Mate, that's what we're going to do, honestly. Get the segments going. Yeah. So, um, well, let's jump into the third song, shall we? Yes, let's, mate, let's. Um, do, you want to, do you want to introduce it? Should we just, uh, let's go straight in with who it is and what song. And then we could have a little discussion about them and why you've picked them, really. Yes, mate. Um, yeah, do the honours for me, Jez. Go on. You sure? Okay, so, uh, I mean, the third song that Dicko's picked is uh, Nerd with She Wants to Move. <laughs> Good job you introduced it because I was looking at the wrong one. <laughs> yes, but wow, wow. So NERD again, like when when you're talking about um, artists outside the genre, he, he's a constant basically release a rock album and, and he's still hip hop, you know. So I think for me, Jerry, um, in search of like NERD's first album was, I've still, I've got it, literally, I could dig it out on CD behind mm. me over there. Um, really like a like a pivotal point for me as like a 12 year old skater boy really like transitioned me into hip-hop and I was all of a sudden thinking wow skateboard p you know I like skateboarding mm-hmm. I like how this music sounds man it's fucking <laughs> like it's thrashy like at the time like, obviously that's like saying I grew up on rock music but it's just one it's one of one of the sort of pieces of music that brought me closer you know you get like rock star on that first album and lap dance and and Bobby James as well, which was a beautiful yeah. song off of a sort of different album. Is a, is a great tune, and obviously I know we don't have my co-host here today, of uh, Drew. Well, Drew but... would be sucking Neptune's dry by now, wouldn't he? It, no, because he, he he loves him, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, and like rightfully so as well. Like me, me and Drew, Drew um, have had many, many music production talks. Pretty much how we used to fill our journeys to work, and yeah, Neptune's credit where credit is due. They are they are the best at what they do. Yeah. And if anyone doesn't know, so it's uh, Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo. Um, They're they're the duo, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, that's Neptune's. um, Yeah, and I think NERD was basically like a a side project to sort of do something different, really. Um, Yeah, so they've done it. Yeah, it was the involvement of uh, Shay Haley. Uh, Shay Haley. And like I say, it's just that, again, that, that vibe of it's just adding that element of rock music exactly that mate it's it's, it's rock raps like it's yeah it's it's incredible it's just something so so new um and i wonder like maybe it was sort of it was always beckoning to happen obviously when you've got um characters like rick rubin around Mm. you're always gonna have that crossover and but i wonder do you think that without nerd lincoln park and jay-z would have found each other Maybe they would have, and maybe like, maybe it just would have happened. I, I don't know. I, I think NERD, Pharrell especially, obviously, are real, real influential characters. Yeah. Like they they really think, birthed a subgenre over there. I know, without a doubt. Mm. Like I say, it's, it's um, even reading about kind of what they've done and who they influenced. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Because like I say, it, it weren't done before. And the fact that even these guys when they first started to kind of play, mm. um, 
it was uh, I think Hugo. He didn't even know how to play the guitar. <laughs> no, no, exactly. They done like I think they said they done the first version of In Search of their first album. Um, oh no, and they no the first album they didn't. Oh, I can't remember the name of the. They basically got a band in to play their instruments on it. Yeah, and then learn as they done the second album. Because fly or uh, die, fly or die, the second album. Huh? Yeah, literally um, learn to play guitar and like for real, learn, learning to play like drums and and, and piano and shit. Because they go. Uh, it's like what, what's mad is uh, so when they met, you know, in childhood, um, <laughs> they would they would make beats. And do you know who their childhood friend was? <laughs> oh, go on, Timberland. <laughs> of course, it was fucking hell. like Drew. Yeah. Drew must be coming his little yeah. pants at this. He put his favorite producers in a sentence like that. So uh, yeah, basically, uh, Pharrell, Chad, and uh, Shay met. You know, in high school, mm. they began performing together, right? And they would basically um, they would meet in Hugo's garage, mm. uh, where they would beatbox. And Halley would dance. How mental! <laughs> how mental is that? that is, yeah. I, honestly, I, 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 <laughs> I guess that's like that that whole uh, like break break dancing beat boy time, isn't it? That's, yeah. That's how it's just... like you look at like how Dr. Dre started it. That's it. It was that combination of the break beat and like break dancing, didn't it? Yeah, and it was, was basically like um, Hugo. I think they. They was both involved in music, and I think it was something to do with drumming or something like that. I can't mm. actually remember. I'm more a couple of JDs deep now. <laughs> um, so, and I think that's why it was like one of them had to learn the guitar because Pharrell was playing the drums. Yeah. And he's he just like, oh, yeah, I just literally, I just learned. Um, it was for like one of the songs. It was just, oh, I just learned the guitar like yeah, a couple of weeks yeah. ago, you know? Um, it shows how, can you, can you imagine going. Oh, we're going to start a band, and uh, we don't know kind of this instrument yet, but um, we're just going to roll with it because we've got a live performance in a couple of weeks' time. Mate, do you know what I mean? Like, this is again that that sort of finds its way through the artists on this theme, doesn't it? Like they say, like just these fucking. Oh, I'm so jealous, man! They're so talented and creative that like you get guys like these or guys like Andre Three Thousand. The first time they pick up an instrument, they're making these mm. masterpiece songs that. Dickheads, man! I've been playing for like fifteen years to be so average. Because that—that's the thing. I, I don't play an instrument, Dicko. So I—I uh, I, I can imagine. Yeah, when you hear stuff like that, it's like, oh, I pick up a guitar and it's hey ya. That it, it must be it's infuriating, Jerry. It actually must. Be, <laughs> you know, you, you probably want to quit, right? Mate, I have. I, I like I have literally no natural music talent whatsoever and I just have to work really hard and have done for a long time to be really average. And do you know what the most painful thing about that is, is that my dad's um my granddad was like a really well established jazz musician, played like saxophone, mm. bass guitar. I've got one of his bass guitars here, it's beautiful. Mm. Um but he adopted my dad, so I got none of that through my bloodline. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> So yeah, oh, painful. Yeah, I work hard to be average, mate. So it's a tough job. That's, but I guess this is kind of my way of trying to get into music. You know, mm. we're doing the podcast and the whole business sense, hey, and it's been so enjoyable. Um, really. And like I say, I'm, I'm glad that people are enjoying it, and obviously, people like you who actually play play music. Um, it's mm. it's nice to have you on the show because you add a, a different element slash fusion. Yeah, you know? yeah, and of of the of some, the theme some... of fusions itself, you know, it seems right, mm. doesn't it? 
Yeah, but, mate, um, happy to be here. I've, I've really, really enjoyed everyone. And as I say, for, for me, um, being locked away and not being able to see anyone, not seeing you mm. guys for so long, it's so lovely just to stick my headphones on, get a Jez FM on, and it just feels like I'm, I'm having fun. Part, and yeah, I'm part of the conversation. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I really hope that um, the outreach, that it's being enjoyed by more than just us guys. That Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's had a few downloads. Like, Good. Yeah, no, it Good has. So um, it's it's why I'm I'm still doing it, you know. Yeah, but, um, absolutely. I think... I'm loving it, mate. Thank you very much, and and what a fucking shift you've put in, Jerry. What a good turnaround. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm I'm working hard, researching hard, trying to upgrade the the equipment, and you know the whole kind of technical aspects. But mm. it's going well. Yeah. Obviously, if you if if you're um, listening, like, share, tweet, you know, do all that stuff. All it means a lot to me. All of that. Um. But yes, yeah, so for the third song, we have uh, N.E.R.D. with She Wants to Move. Mm. It's um, it's off the second album, Flower Die. Um, it was released on March the 23rd, 2004. As we mentioned, it has the songs like um, Backseat Love, mm. uh, Don't Worry About It. Uh, I mean, f- for me, I personally kind of missed this album a little bit, you know? Well, do you um, know what, Jerry? I, I, I knew the singles, say. but... It's, it's sorry mate I, I, it's a similar situation i um this is again it's it's not my I much prefer in search of as a as an okay. album in its entirety but mm. she wants to move as a song is is better than any song in in search of for me and yeah, okay. listen out because a ridiculous drum ridiculous drum uh pharrell drumming yeah okay Ridiculous. So, For me, my favourite, probably my favourite drum beat of all time, I think. And oh, I love this. Hey, favourite drum beat. That is... That's massive. That, that, mm. that is a claim. And I've, I've, you know, during during my research, I've seen that uh, Lenny Kravitz was was involved with the project. Um, mm. I mean, this is just a... Like I say, I, I know the singles. I can't have listened to the album um, until recently mm. uh, when you provide the music. But yeah, I mean, I hope all the uh, listeners enjoy as always, like, share, tweet. We're all going to listen to the song, as we always do, and we'll be back after the break. So um, much love, and see you shortly. You're listening to the Jazz FM and Friends Late Night Show, the only place for hip-hop discussion and general chit-chat. Hello and welcome back. This is the Jazz FM and Friends podcast series. This is the sixth episode uh, tonight we have Dicko in the virtual studio. Good evening. Uh, the theme is alternative hip hop and R and B. We have those experimental sounds. I mean, it's it's not the norm hip hop songs, which will probably be on the show. To be fair, Dicko, is it? Exactly that, mate. We're we're, we're knocking down the boundaries tonight, Jezza. And I think these are uh, these are guys that have taken like big creative risks through their own influences, mm. and it's it's massively paid off. They've made beautiful music. They've got the recognition they deserve, and oh, it's just it's just beautiful stuff. Isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I'm having a great evening so far, as always. <laughs> Me too. Cheers up. Like, share, tweet, all that stuff. Um, so just so you know, so far we've had the likes of Outcast, Thundercat, um, Nerd, and coming up. Ooh. We have the fourth song. Um, it's probably the king, the goat at the moment. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The voice of the new generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, well, it's, it's Kendrick Lamar with you. This is the song you've chosen, isn't it? It, it is, mate. It's, fuck, man, trying to choose one Kendrick Lamar song. 
was uh, was really 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 hard work um and i think uh, he's done so many good albums so many mm. good albums like like to to start with the most recent damn like one of Pulitzer music award for fuck's sake like is is one yeah, of the exactly. best albums ever like one of the greatest sort of concept albums for sure for I mean, sure my favorite album of his is good kid mad city which is uh 2012 mate and um that's that's the vibe i like of his the most uh i mean this particular album of to pimp a butterfly mm. um i enjoyed it yeah. but i felt if i'm honest that it was a bit too out there for me. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's, mate, that's, that's fair. You know? But I think, do you know what? I think you've just encompassed it really well, Jess, in that you've said um, about Good Kid, Mad City being being the best sort of vibe for you. Every oh, Kendrick Lamar album is such a completely different vibe from one yeah. another, isn't it? Um, uh, mate, Good Kid, Mad City for me, one of the best rap albums ever. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Like so many... You talk about like an artist releasing so there's so many songs on that album that are like big radio hits without mm. ever meaning to be. Yeah, like there's. Uh, there's I no, mean, um, I, I, I want to do an I want to do an album review just based on Good Kid, Mad City because it's a classic. And it, mate, it, as I say, like each each album is so different. Each album needs its own <laughs> full podcast, like to even yeah. to even get to but it. But it's, yeah, it's completely not, agree, mate. It's it's. I think with this album. I really enjoyed I, and I really enjoyed All Right. Yeah. Um, but obviously, he was trying to do something a bit different, you know? It's exactly... Um, mate, it's, it's basically a jazz fusion album. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's hip-hop, but it's, it's out there. And, and we sort of, we touched on it earlier when we spoke about Thundercat's influence and mm. and the other two two guys that I mentioned, like Kamasi Washington and Terrace... Um, Fucking like Terrace Martin, thank you. Yeah. Oh, again, I mean, they are so... all just ridiculous, like jazz musicians. But but they are that they're jazz musicians, yeah. and they're guys that that um put it on Kendrick's head, yeah. and, and Kendrick loved it, you know. And like Terrace Martin is someone that that has worked, that he's worked with since early, like since Section Eight. I'm pretty sure he also produced Section Eight. Mm-hmm. But then he'll go ahead, he'll play like a load of sax, a load of horns, a load of keys. Um, incredible musicians mm. man and and i completely could, understand what you're saying it's, it's a very different album and it's a hip-hop which is why it's on my list you know yeah but it's i mean the critics loved it mm. um i mean with the introduction so basically flying lotus introduced thundercat to kendrick yeah um I, i'm sure he was i think it was just like um you know obviously we've got kendrick do you want to come along i'm pretty sure it was if I remember rightly, it was maybe like a live toy, a uh, live tour. Um, he joined up with. Yeah, I and think then, you, I think you're right, mate. Go on. Um, I'm trying to. I think it was like a live tour, and he was like, obviously, you got this. Um, my bro, Thundercat. Um, just you know, I think it was kind of like this is what he does, and then from there, Kendrick was like, let's get him involved, you know. Mm. Um, and then what I loved is when I was reading about Thundercat, he said that his aim for every session was to try and make Kendrick laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You fucking, you need that, don't you? you know, Imagine yeah. like, what a stressful time making mm. uh, such a successful album must be. And I think you need you need characters like that. And again, the, the album, it, fucking, it stinks of Thundercat, 
you know, it's like mm, um, it does, like yeah. Macmillan's best stuff. It fucking sticks with Thundercat. And I think the only thing I was cute, I was very, very close. Like the song I've settled on, on you. You say the first one I gave you was Wesley's Theory, which yeah. is strong. And again, you get what you want. You you can smell Thundercat on it. Big bass lines. Um, I was really, really tempted to go for something off Untitled, Unmastered. Mm. Which is like an easy, like it's the jazzy offcuts of, yeah. um, yeah, of To Pimp a Butterfly. I, I love it. I love it. But as I say, I'm, I'm a bit of a fucking jazz geek as well, I guess. So I'm biased. You know, from, from this album, it's got a heavy influence of jazz, funk, soul, mm. spoken word. This song in particular is pretty mental, isn't it? Dico? Mate, it's beautiful. It's, 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 as I say, it's, fuck, it's, it's a beautiful song, man. It, it, it hits hard, I think. Like, like when he starts off with, um, you know, the whole kind of shouting, isn't it? Really loving yeah. you, mate. It's raw. Um, it's really, really raw. Yeah. Then the production, you have it kind of. I know when I listen to it, it's, uh, you know, left ear, right ear, left yeah. ear, right ear. You know, kind of. Yeah, with the music mate, it's engineered to between. perfection. Mate, it's, um, it's beautiful. Then obviously the story behind it. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a great song. Um, mm. You know, when kind of when doing my research. This album was actually it was going to be called to pimp a caterpillar. Um, I didn't know re- that. Yeah, so ah. basically the reason being, um, it was going to be basically you know two pack to pimp a caterpillar. T u p a c. Oh shit! Right, right. But oh. he felt like because he wanted to kind of display traditional African American music. Yeah, which he does all over which that he, album. Which he yeah. does. He didn't want to put the word caterpillar next to pimp. He wanted to. He, he basically said that I think I need to put pimp next to a, a more beautiful image. Mm. Um, and he, he he said there's a much deeper meaning. And basically, in this interview, he said, "Ah, oh, I can't. I'm not going to go into it." But yeah, so it, it was it it was going to be called to pimp a caterpillar, but then mm. he changed it to to pimp a, a butterfly, um, and then. I'm not sure if you know this, but do you know the big influence for this album, the trip he took? No, go on. So basically, uh, Kendrick... It's got to be back to Africa, I'm assuming, because yeah, it's pan-Africa yeah. all over this album. It's, it's exactly that. So he went to South Africa, um, and I think he kind of visited um, locations where Nelson Mandela uh, had mm. been, stayed. Is it Robin Island? Is that where he was? He was held. I'm not sure, mate. To yeah, be honest, but yeah, we'll go with it. Yeah, we'll go with it. I, th- I think check it yourself, gang. I, I, I think it's um, Robin Island was the jail cell of Nelson Mandela, and basically right. he weren't looking to create an album of this theme until he actually visited the historic sites. Right, um, and he came back. He was like, "Fuck, I know what I want to do. This is I, I, I want to create a an album which kind of." represents the ghetto for pay- for maybe people who don't experience it i guess yeah. pretty much me and you yeah right? fucking a um and i think he's reflected that through you know the jazz the soul the funk um yeah and he's absolutely smashed it you know Mate, it's 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 a silly album it, it really really is and again it's i think it was the hardest the hardest artist to just pick one song for and again, the reason I've gone with this song and for this album is, is sort of um, back in the theme that, that we're going beyond that hip hop genre. You know, we're, we're looking again like a, there's so much, there's jazz all over this album. It's, it's beautiful. Um, 
sonically and I just yeah I do you know what I will the one that that just missed off before we got there mm. just wanna like rigor mortis of section 80 is mm. yeah. is like just just on 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 a rap basis alone one of the best <laughs> one of the best I mean Dicker, like rap I, schemes of all time I, in my opinion I don't I, I don't think I would be able to choose just one song from Kendrick, you know. Very hard so, work, mate. I mean, this has... It's been perfect to display the alternative side. Mm. Um, even the production. Like I say, the production on this album is mad, especially this this song. Like yeah. I said, it's... Oh, mate, it's, for, it's for me, raw, it's beautiful. It's... For me, it's probably a bit too raw, mm. you know, uh, with the structure and especially with, like I said, with the music going from left to right. Yeah. Um, as you know, I'm a vibesy person, as I've said before. But it's 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 a great album. Mm. Um, just to give some context. Um, so we we also have uh, Boy Wonder on this album. I do have to apologise because in um the next episode, which is coming up, um, with Reese and Drew, we talk about Drake. So it's a, it's a Drake review. It's an artist review. And I said that Boy Wonder was set in stone with OVO. So, but upon further research, um, it's not correct. So I just want to apologise there because I, I want to give, I want to be factual. Hey, it's good. Um, you're, you're, you're getting an apology out before the lies even come. So fair oh, play to you. Mate, exactly. You know, but um, the, the other thing that I loved about this, right, you, you probably know this. Or, well, maybe. Um, the song I, it contains uh, a, a portion of that lady from the, um, I, is it Eiley Brothers? I, Eiley Brothers? Eiley Brothers, Eiley, yeah, yeah. Eiley Brothers, yeah. Yeah. So then, um, and basically Kendrick uh, visited them personally to say thank you for basically letting me sample this song. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah, which was a really nice touch, I thought. Fuck. And, again, um, and by the way, the Eiley brothers are the same ones that done Footsteps in the Dark, which the guitar is sampled on Ice Cube's Good Day, and the drums on Eiley Brothers' Footsteps in the Dark is sampled on Them Changes, the Thundercats song we played. Ah, okay, from earlier. It's just circle, Jess. Track. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, this, this theme has circles throughout it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think with, with this album, it's uh, obviously platinum, let me just give you some kind of facts behind it. Hmm. It sold 324,000 copies in the first week in the US. Um, five singles released in promotion of the album, including the, the top 40 hit of I. And as I said, that's that's hmm. the song I like. Yeah, mate, uh, it's, along... it's, it was hard work just to pick one. But yeah, yeah. But, I mean, this album re- received 11 nominations at the 2016 grammy awards yeah um so it just shows the strength of the album i mean rolling stone said it's in the 500 greatest albums of all time list of course it's gonna be um yeah, right, so. you know it's just uh again it's someone else trying to do something different uh concept album based off his visit to south africa um i, like I say I, I like the album but a couple of the songs for me the production is a bit too much and yeah i'm, I'm a good kid mad city fan yeah. that's that's where i belong with kendrick oh, but, man, credit where credit should as one of the best rap albums of all time for yeah. me for me but a great album nonetheless and a great little song to go with the theme tonight so um i think we'll just introduce it straight away right yeah come listen to you by kendrick lamar lamar 
off the Two Pimper Butterfly album released um, March the 15th, 2015. So yeah, enjoy it. As always, if you're enjoying the show, like, share, tweet, do all that stuff. Um, you know, I love the comments so far and I'm trying to improve every uh, episode. So um, yeah, peace and love. Enjoy the song and we'll be back shortly. You're listening to the Jazz FM and Friends Late Night Show, the only place for hip-hop discussion and general chit-chat. Hello and welcome back. This is Jez FM and Friends. This is the sixth episode in the podcast series. Tonight we have Dicko in the studio. We have the theme of alternative hip-hop and R&B. Dicko, are you enjoying the show so far? Oh, man, I'm having a great time. Great time, Jez. I mean, the song choices so far have been... They've been up there to show the theme of how it's been experimental, a lot of funk, um, soul, jazz, those fusions, you know? This is it, mate. We're defying the genre tonight. Yeah. We've had Outcast, Thundercat Nerd, Kendrick, and uh, for the next song, who's it going to be? Mate, there is absolutely no way that my boy Donald was not going to be on this list, you know? Mm. Um, again, we're, we're talking about talented guys that are stepping outside of the comfort zone and doing something different fuck man like what what can't this guy do um, what can't this guy do I, we've spoken I uh, before you know obviously great comedy writer yeah good oh, at yeah. stand-up himself yeah the show's um, good man yeah you know um obviously he's a really good actor as well as, as actor, seen many times and even dancer he's yeah just oh, mate he can sing i mean can rap. Do, there's there's literally nothing i'm sure there's nothing that this man can't do i mean how many frets is that more than is enough to put a pull on the end I think, yeah i don't know I, the number yeah and i i think obviously for us we've probably loved him more than um when he came out with uh, the song "This Is America," we we knew him before, well yeah. before that, didn't we? Oh yeah, yeah. Like obviously, I've I've mentioned before on the podcast series that uh, the album "Camp" was a big album for us as a group. Mate, yeah. For for me, I put that in like my top five rap albums. Yeah. You know, like as rap albums go, "Camp," yeah, oh, it's, it's it's beautiful, man. Yeah, for sure. I think he has like a real, real nature in his music. Um, like a real storytelling nature. And uh, it's like, I think a lot of it, you know, Ludwig uh, Goranson, the guy that produces pretty much all of his stuff. Mm. He's like, he's a composer by trade. And I think that, that really, really shows through on pretty much everything that is done as Childish Gambino. Yeah. In the music to it, it's, oh, it, it all tells a story. Like it's, and then you just get him doing what he does on it. Because he's obviously gone through quite a few different, well, versions of Childish, hasn't he? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. By all means. Well, again, we're, we're talking about another guy like Kendrick that we just mentioned. You get a different vibe from every album. Yeah. You know, and he just does whatever the fuck he wants to do because he can. Because I think for me, I loved Camp. Mm. Uh, because the internet I enjoyed. Awaken yeah. My Love, slightly less so. I mean, oh, man, I love that album. I, that's the thing. It's it's all. I guess it's perspective, isn't it? But the latest one, I can't say I fucked with Jerry. Same, unfortunately, and I've I've tried, and maybe I need to try again. And I always worry with guys like this that maybe I'm just not getting it. No, you know, no, I, um, I, I I can't I can't get there. Like let's say, Camp, one of the best rap albums for me yeah. because the internet. 
I uh, really, really enjoyed it. And I think I probably would have enjoyed more if I could wrap my head around the screenplay that went with it. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't. Okay. <laughs> so I just sort of took it on the value that I got it. Um, but then for me, fuck, man, Awaken, Awaken, my love is, it's one of my favourite albums ever. Mm-hmm. I, again, we, it's raw, it's, it's like psychedelic as fucking places, but you get mm-hmm. all of those bits jumping through, you know, you, it's it's hypnotic to me. And, and I think, again, it's just a great example of what him and Ludwig do together and they make great storytelling music. I love that yeah, album. Good. So I think I've mentioned before, I, I normally prefer an artist's first album. That's why that's why I listen to them. That's what I enjoy. But especially when guys like, I guess, uh, Donald, Childish, when they develop and change their kind of musical taste and interest and you know, yeah. create these different albums, it's hard for me to be like, I enjoy that as much as the first one. Yeah. Um, but obviously, off this album of Awaken My Love, um, it was released December the second, two thousand sixteen. As we mentioned, it's got that psychedelic soul, funk, R and B influences. Yeah, you know, um, and it has the song Redbone on there. Of course, like, what more be said? Got to be like song of the year in it at least. Wow. Well, something so different as well, but like there's no target audience that can't be hit by that song. Yeah, I mean, just to, just to let you know, Nico, so Redbone was nominated for Best R&B Song um, you know, of the Year, and it won the Grammy Award for Best Traditional R&B Performance. Yeah, yeah. And just, again, it's, just, just, just to prove a point, you know? Rightly so. And I feel like the reach they had was more than R&B as well, huh? But ridiculous, ridiculous. Like if, if there was anyone in the world that didn't know who Childish Gambino was, they would have after that song. Yeah, and if they I didn't know. after that song, they would buy "This Is America." Surely, yeah. I, I feel like I know when an artist is done well is what um is basically basically when my sister listens to them. <laughs> yeah, because, like, for, for a hip hop artist, and that's being honest, I feel like oh, you, you've literally gained a new follower in my sister who listens to the radio music, mm. and yeah, that's, I, I that's a big 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 group of people though, isn't it? Radio yeah, listeners, yeah. that's a yeah. huge huge demographic. Yeah. Thing. Um, but what I, I've mentioned this before, Childish just doesn't follow kind of the status quo. Mm, yeah, like we mentioned exactly. because the internet, it was based on that script, what you was meant to read and listen to songs, right? Yeah. Um, and then for this album, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but do you know about the app download? No. Okay. So basically, what is this for? Awake of my love, or for because this, the internet? Yeah, this is for Awake of my love. So basically, there was a. Obviously, Childish, um, he, he's a very private man. Mm. Yeah, the only yeah. time he wants social media and kind of that press conferences is during, I guess, album work. Yeah. Apart from that, yeah, he's not active on it. Yeah. So um, he basically, there was a, a link to d- download his app. Mm. And um, the app basically placed the user in outer space. And then there was a, a clock <laughs> countdown, right? And when the clock got to zero the user then basically crashed down onto a location in California. Um, And that was where he was uh, basically going to be doing his concert. And then the user could buy tickets from the app. Fuck. Um, It's like conceptually something different. Oh, he's mental, mate. Literally. Like I think I mentioned before how 
it was like a, on one of his albums, there was he was giving away memory sticks with his album. Yeah, and then it had hidden material, and then I know at one point on Tumblr there was like secret links and stuff like that. I think that's where um, he put the screenplay. So because the internet, I think. Oh, is it? Is that what it was? On top, yeah. So, but mate, he's he's again, yeah. he's one of those artists. There's, let's say, maybe I just haven't grown to love that newest album yet. Yeah. It's the only thing I don't, unless you go back really, really far when he's calling himself Sick Boy. Fuck, mm. don't go back that far, Jez. Is <laughs> I honest? When he's the oh Christ, mm. no, don't do it. But uh, yeah, he's he's. He's a wavy guy, and again, mm. he's one of those where I think if I'm not liking something, am I not getting it? Because mm. like, I feel yeah. like from everything you've done so far, it's, it should be good enough. No, though. honestly, he, he, he's no album I couldn't fuck with, man. Nah. Um, I li- like if I'm honest, normally when you give me these songs, I'll listen to like the whole kind of album, past mm. album, the next album. I couldn't even get myself to listen to the album for wow. this kind of Gambino research. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, I, I feel the same. I just, I, I can't click with it and it seems a shame and I don't know, maybe I'll come back to it at some point and it'll make sense. But so far not. Well, I also I watched, he done like, um, like a, a screenplay. So I think it was before because the internet, I don't know if it had anything to do with that. I can't, what is it called? It's called like clapping in the wrong places or something like that. Mate, it's one of the weirdest fucking things I've ever seen. It's like it's clearly like a really artsy expression. Mm. Um abstract. Exactly, but like mm. beyond the point of contemplation for me. Like at one point he was just having like um a push-up competition with Chance the Rapper. <laughs> and another the, the next week he was like pulling a gold tooth out of his nose. It was really yeah. mate, it was so yeah. weird. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think know. I've I've I think I've said this with his series Atlanta. Mm. There's like one scene where Obviously, it's about him trying to navigate his way through Atlanta yeah. as a rapper, and it's like you know, it's that they need money, so they take a samurai sword to one guy. Hey, that is the weirdest <laughs> episode of all of them. Do you know this? <laughs> you know the episode I mean? Yeah, I know exactly. Then, it's like you get a sort of weird look into the to his mind, doesn't it? And those yeah, guys. and then yeah, there's I like one exactly. scene where this guy just run runs across the field, knocks on his door wearing a Batman. Batman mask and runs off. Yeah, and he's, why uh, is that? Is that going to be revisited? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's mad, but um, a great, a great series. Um, yeah, and then interestingly what enough, a man. what a man. There was a in one of the episodes. There's actually a, a teaser for this album. Mm. Um, yeah, I, see, I remember it on like, the bookshelf. Oh, they just had the picture of the album cover. Huh? Yeah, so it's pretty much that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, a great album. I could talk about. Um, childish all day really amazing it was nominated this album was nominated for album of the year at the grammys um he, he's just he stand up everything about him and community from, like no. if, if anyone like watch oh, community yeah. it's back on netflix now that that gave me my first uh, do you know what actually i think it was fieldy i'm sure fieldy will be listening mm. i remember mm. fieldy must oh, fuck a long like maybe 2012 or so mm. Um, the track Freaks and Geeks, and I swear to fucking god, that song changed my life. But that, that is for me again, it's making like it's maybe squeezing into my top five rap songs. Freaks and Geeks is one of those that's really it's so strong, like you don't even need to drop the last verse, you drop it, save it for another song, mm. mate. It's so good, yeah. And I mean, Fieldy pushed me onto that. That's around the camp time, I think camp maybe come out slightly yeah. after or before that. But yeah. yeah, my advice: don't go, don't dig too far back into that. Cul-de-sac's good. Don't go back further than cul-de-sac. <laughs> my advice, Jess. I mean, 
the guy has just had an unbelievable career already. Yeah. I mean, from, um, you know, at the age of 23, he was a writer for the NBC, you know, yeah. and he, he's just gone on leaps and bounds. Um, but probably the last point I'm going to make before um, we introduce the song. Mm. Well, actually, just to let viewers, um, listeners know, we're introducing two songs. So this is the first song. Um, and then there's a the second song coming up. Then we're going to go to a break. But uh, we've, uh, he's recently just had another kid in um, lockdown. So congratulations, Donald. Mm. Um, but one of the things I read is basically it was during his uh, This Is America tour in 2018. Um, he's, his dad was quite ill, you know. Mm. Um, and then uh, at one point he said that uh, he went to play him some new songs and his dad said, um, I don't actually want to hear them because I know they're going to be great. And, uh, <laughs> oh, you should definitely hear them then. Sorry, go on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then he passed shortly after, you know. Oh, without um, hearing them? Without hearing them. Honestly, mental. Oh, but, sorry, uh, Jess, that was probably sentimental and I'm just fuming. No, but yeah, it's just, um, you know. Oh, well, to be fair, there might have been songs off his newest album and maybe you've done him some so, so that would have been 2018. Oh, uh, definitely Awaken My Love then, huh? No, 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 no. It'll be Awaken My Love is 2016, so it might be. Fuck, that is it album. that old? Yeah. Jesus Awake, Awaken My Love is 2016. How mental is that? Whoa, that's one of those, isn't it? Jesus Christ. It just makes you realise that you've been listening to the same song for four years. It's one of those albums, along with like... Blonde, oh, like mm. Nirvana, never mind all these that will get hit at least once a month and have done mm. since they come yeah. out or for the years I've known it. Yeah, oh, that is mad. I mean, for me, it's like Forest Hills, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got, I've, I've, got, I've got to hit that up once a month, but um, yeah. I guess uh, also, Dicker, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I'm going to ask another question. Go, throw it at me, guys. Yeah. Go on, throw it at me, sir. So basically, what I want to know is what music video. Would you would you have loved to been there for? Fuck. <laughs> Do you know it's a strange one because I feel like like I I don't regularly see music videos anymore. How do you not? Do you know like like obviously mm. back in the day where you've always got the box on or you've got MTV or you've like yeah, yeah, yeah. all this proper internet era, you're always getting music video and you don't like mm. see a music video unless you go looking for it now. Because I, I think um, I know. Drew said it would be Jay Z, girls, girls, girls. Um, yeah. I mean, we can come back to it if you want. <sighs> I might I mean, need a little minute on that. Yeah. This yeah. Is, well, that's right. I mean, I'm what? trying to think of the last music video I even saw. Oh, but yeah, yeah we'll. Yeah, give me a minute on that one, Jess. Give yeah, me, well, give me right, some that's fine. Um, I mean, obviously, the alcohol slows down the the thought process too, doesn't it? Oh, mate, I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to even remember any music video I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> all, all that's coming to mind is nearly hot and horror. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be, I'm sure I could do better than that. For fuck's sake, right? <laughs> that's fine. Right. So, um, just to let the listeners know, coming up next, we have. Track number six of the alternative hip-hop and R&B theme provided by Dicko. Um, this is the sixth episode in the podcast series of Jez FM and Friends. So far, we've had Outcast, Thundercat, Nerd, Kendrick, Childish, and the sixth track is... Um, it's my favourite, Dicko. You know, I have big love for this bloke. Um, it's Frank Ocean. 
Oh, mate. And, and again, I know we're, we're not going to talk much on Frank Ocean, but the song that I've chosen again, like, it's a real, real difficult one. But we, we talk about being outside hip-hop. We talk about, like, Frank Ocean's a soul singer, already. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the man can come hard yeah. and he can rap. He's a soul singer and a beautiful he, he, he just got that beautiful voice, nice melodies. Um like I say, he, he doesn't follow the status quo again. He does what he wants. No, no. You can tell that by the way he, he literally, like, you know how I said earlier with um, Outcast, they're like, if it takes us three years to produce a track, we're going to do it that way. We don't pr- provide that fast food. Quantity, you know? And that's what that's what Frank does. Um, like I say, kind of the reason why it's just going to be a brief intro into Frank is because um, the next podcast is going to be a Frank Ocean review. Mm. So that's going to be me, um, Josh, and Reese. So obviously, we're going to be going through his work, and he, he's he's my number one. Like, yeah, he's as I say, like if if any artist deserves their own podcast on your podcast, Jez, mm. that is Frank Ocean. Well, what a man? Like I say, for me, he's like um, as you'll probably hear in the the next episode of the Drake podcast. That's been a soundtrack to the last ten years. But the other part of that is Frank, you know. Um, but yeah, so this, the song we have is Pink Matter. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about that kind of reconnecting theme. Obviously, we have we have Andre on this, don't we? Oh, we do. And not only, Andre, again, like similar to Spotty Oti Do Palicious, like spitting that, that laid back spoken word flow, you know. He's not even mm. rapping. And he does the same on here. But he also, he plays the fucking guitar on here. So the, the guitar yeah. through this song is beautiful. And just know that that is your boy Andre with it in his hands. Because... Just um, to make a, uh, the most beautiful song even more beautiful, yeah. you know? And then fr- from what I've read, it was kind of like Frank just said, uh, he actually wanted Big Boy and Andre <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on this. But um, Andre said, oh, you know, we're not going to basically return on a feature as a duo. So, uh, <laughs> so Frank provided him the track. And um, he was like, just, you know, just tell a story. He, I, I think by the sounds of it, he gave him a lot of creative freedom. Yeah. And he just returned with this beautiful spoken word. And I mean, what a second half to the song, right? With hey, the Andrew verse. Like, like the whole thing, like the, the, the whole, like the, the orchestral um, arrangement over the whole thing is, it's beautiful, isn't it? And I just mm. think, ah, the flow to the song is amazing. Like, before you get Andre's verse coming in, you just he's dropping like those the bass notes on the guitar, and you just know what's coming, mm. and it it's still it's just far better than you could ever expect. And for me, the only criticism is that Andre's verse finishes at least halfway too soon. Like it just yeah. cuts out of nowhere. Maybe that's part of the beauty as well. And I'm just Yeah. And I, I, it probably is, but I just I just want that song to go on for probably ten minutes and I'd be Because you, you know when you say you have dream features mm. like surely like Frank and Andre hooking up together. They just they they've just produced magic on his track. They really like, do man. Obviously this album is a channel orange it's um, released July the tenth, two thousand twelve. Mm. Um, it's it's just a perfect album in general. It's just beautiful, really, man. Neo it soul is... as it comes, it's it's beautiful. I, I really, really think if you've never listened to Frank Ocean and cried, 
you're either not in touch with your emotions or you're not fucking yeah. listening properly, man. Like, yeah. What a beautiful artist. And again, there's, there's no way he wasn't making this list. No way. Yeah. And no, I've, like I say, I've, I'm gutted that I can't speak about it more with you, but well, obviously, for Jez, like, 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 say, I'm filming. Um, it's tomorrow night we're doing it, so it'll be out shortly, and that'll be on YouTube. Um, like, I say, you, you, you'll see that my set has a massive Frank Ocean blonde poster on. As you know? it fucking should, mate. So, it um, but yeah, great, great little track. So, um, coming up next on Jez FM and Friends, it's the sixth episode. We have Dicko giving his theme of alternative hip-hop and R&B. Please share, like, tweet if you're enjoying it. Um, we have Childish Gambino with Me and Your Mama. Um, and then Frank Ocean with Pink Matter. And you could say these are the new kids on the block providing that new style, right, of alternative R&B. Yeah, they've that, 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 like, started absolutely... an outcast early 90s and we've, we've... We've come to the guys that are really, really shaping what hip hop yeah. is within the last ten years or so, you know. And th- and they are killing it, aren't they? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and it's oh, it's just great to see. And these guys take take big, big, like creative risks, and it pays off mm. because they 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 know what they're fucking doing, you know. Yeah, and you like I say you, you could say I I the next four people have a huge cult following, and I think it's because they take those creative risks. One hundred percent, yeah. But yeah, coming up next, we have Gambino with me and your mama and uh, Frank Ocean with Pink Matter. Enjoy, um, and we'll see you after the break. You're listening to the Jazz FM and Friends Late Night Show, the only place for hip-hop discussion and general chit-chat. Hello and welcome. This is Jazz FM and Friends. This is the sixth episode in the podcast series. Tonight, in the virtual studio, we have Dicko. Yo, yo, yo. Our theme is alternative hip-hop and R&B. So far, we have had the likes of Outkast, Thundercat, Nerd, Kendrick, Childish, and Frank. Mm. Um, And the next two, probably, like I said, they're just as big. They have a huge cult following. Mm. Um, So, you know, let's just kick it off with uh, the next track. uh, It's going to be from Tyler, the creator, isn't it? Mate, do you know what he's... Tyler's one, I feel like I had to put on, when, when I think of alternative hip-hop, as it were, I know that this sort of theme is going beyond the, the basic genre of hip-hop, but when I think of alternative mm. hip-hop, I think of Tyler, and and he's one I was really, really late to the party with, um, and he's our from work, like when Yonkers come out, mm. what a fucking tune, man, it's so hard. And I tried to listen to the Goblin album and I just didn't get along with it at all. Um, And it's someone I kind of put on the shelf um, pretty, pretty much until Igor come out, like the most recent album. Fuck. I I think with any artist, Tyler has had a big, big development in character, hasn't he? Let's face it. Like... Mm. If, if we're honest, Mate, he, he I, was banned. I really, really strongly feel that... Sorry, go on, Jezza, go on. Well, like, he, he was banned from the UK at one point, and he had <laughs> lyrics which were, you could say, slightly homophobic. Oh, then he releases then, then he releases Eagle, which <laughs> is about, um, from what from what I've, I, I know, it's about a man that is a kind of... 
there's a love triangle, isn't there, right, between uh, a exactly woman and, a, and another man? Yeah, and mate, it's, it's and, that concept album, and it's and it's, it's for me. This is why it had to be this album, and it had to be this song because this song's so fucking good, man. But for me, as I say, I'd I had listened to Yonkers. I really liked Yonkers, but I couldn't get onto Goblin, and I struggled mm. pretty much from there until I found Eagle. Mm. and Igor again it's one of those albums where it finished and I just press play and I press play and I press play and I I don't know how much time passed before I listened to anything else because I fucking loved it so much Um, and it was was interesting uh, for that kind of perspective to be that new to it and then sort of go back and listen to the other stuff and it's, it's as you've just said like it's his development as an artist that led to ego and his development as a person he's gone from calling literally everyone a faggot everyone is yeah. a faggot on early tyler and then you get <laughs> to the, a flower boy and comes out yeah. the closet like it like it's, it's just one of the maddest cycles and it's so yeah. it's one of the most obvious cliches in it calling everyone gay because you're gay yourself yeah i, I mean i I enjoyed kind of Wolf and Cherry Bomb, yeah. But I, I still, I thought it was a bit hit and miss. Flower Boy again, some great um, tracks on that one. Um, especially, I know Frank features um, mm. on one of the tracks. Um, and then that again, we've talked about this theme of there's a, been a connection throughout, and uh, obviously Tyler with Odd Future and uh, Frank with Odd Future. Mate, for for me, um, there is no Frank Ocean as we know him without Tyler the Creator. Full stop. Like he, I feel like Tyler's one of those guys that fuck man. He is such a character. He's such an out there character, so different Mm. from anyone else in the game. Mm. And I feel like he dragged Frank Ocean out of his shy little shell through the whole odd future thing. And and he's one of those again, like he's influenced. We we go around in that circle, but he's influenced by Andre Three Thousand, by Pharrell, by these these guys that that broke that stereotype of manhood within hip hop. Yeah, you know, uh, you you don't need to fit a bill. You can be a fucking weirdo, and then and be accepted. He, you know, he, he has such a big following. It is like when I, when I was talking about cults earlier. He has such a big cult behind him, doesn't he? Massively. I mean, From every angle, you know, he, he does yeah. so much, doesn't he? Like he's got his I'm, clothing line, he's got his fucking TV show and everything. Yeah, just... so obviously Golf Wang, he's um clothing <laughs> line. He's um his festival camp vlog um is huge. Mate, he just wants to do I, it all and you gotta respect. Whatever the guy it, gets involved in it's it's usually a success. And then, Mate, he's got I that remember, Midas touch for sure. I remember seeing a a video of him saying like, "I'm I'm basically I'm going to win a Grammy," you know. Mm. And then obviously that did come true. Yeah. Um, but like such then, big words at the time when he's he's saying that and he's I don't know he's almost ostracized himself from the hip hop scene by being so fucking weird, man. By being so outspoken, mm. so bizarre. And yeah. it's something you see sort of that comes and goes in hip-hop. He's just being himself, isn't he? A hundred percent, yeah. A hundred, and, it's, um, and it's, again, it's an example that you can be yourself and you can be a fucking weirdo and it will be appreciated within the genre. You can expand the genre to your own personality, you know? 
And then he, he's always in the news, isn't he? He's always so <laughs> memeable. Like I know in the next episode with um with Drake, we talk about like public image and being a meme is is important <laughs> these days, you know. Uh, and then that's yeah. that's definitely Tyler. You know, from the stuff I follow, he's always kind of he, he's always on social media somehow. Now, he's um, got his head screwed on, doesn't he? He knows yeah. how the world works in this era we live in. I mean, just to put it into kind of perspective, so the 2020 Grammy Awards Best Rap Album, Eagle won. And um, Brandy so man. Sorry, um, he on. won the category of International Male Solo Artist. <laughs> um, Flower Boy nominated for Best Rap Album at the Grammys in 2018. And I mentioned earlier the, the track with Frank Ocean is uh, Where This Flower Blooms. Yes. Um, but there's been some there's been some big character development and even like the, the latest album Eagle it's it was all produced by Tyler himself yeah ex- exactly mate and and again we're sort of we're getting into keeping that theme of of fucking beyond the genre like this this guy has been playing piano since he was like 12 years old or something mm. you know and I, I love these guys that they they're not just rappers they they're so much more involved than that yeah. um he's I, I definitely think... one of those for me I think you got to be now. Like these days, you can't just be a rapper. You have to be a producer, a creative. You know, you have yeah. to have the whole vision from start to finish. And then everything. I think all the artists we've spoken about, like Childish, with the vision of the app and mm. kind of the music video. You know, he's he's able to do multiple kind of skills. Absolutely, it's been relevant mate. for everyone, even like with Frank Ocean releasing, um, you know, the visual album. Um, yeah, he he done this. Wait, which is have you watched that by the way? I, I've is, watched it. Yeah, I know, I know, I, and we'll speak a little of it because I I'm yeah. sure you're gonna you're gonna cover it. But mm. what the finesse of that man in that whole play. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, it, it it was released to kind of end his contract. Exactly, um, you fucking finesse that job, mate. I'll leave, I'll leave it to you. I'll leave it to you. Yeah. We can speak no more of it. Like I say, on the next episode, we'll be uh, delving into that a bit more. But with with, um, with Tyler, like um, Odd Future, I was again. It was that like I say the cult. They're all different in that group. They're mm. like so many unique personalities, and they came together, and it feels like they've learned off each other. Exactly um, that, mate. Yeah. But um, it's kind of, you know, that saying, it's like you've got to surround yourself by people who you want to achieve and drive success. Yeah. And it feels like they've done that quite well. Because I, I know um, on, I, I believe it's the last album, Flower Boy, um, there's a guy mm. called Steve Lacey. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he pops up on a couple of Thundercat tracks as well, by the way. Yeah. Real, real um, good musician. 911 and Mr. Lonely. Um, again, he's... A really good yeah. artist and he's, he's a go-to of mine but uh this album of eagle uh released may the 17th 2019 uh columbia records it has appearances from playboy carty lil uzi uh kanye um mm-hmm. and it was recorded uh between atlanta and italy um uh, but we, 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 i mean we haven't even mentioned the track yet i mean do you wanna do you wanna give the title mate, of the track? Do you know, as i say Oh, it was hard to pick a, a track and as I say I, I this this was my first proper Tyler album like Yonkers was hard for me I really really enjoyed it but I couldn't as I say I pretty much put him on the shelf after I didn't get on with Goblin um the the one that really really uh gave this hard competition is from Cherry Bomb 
Um, okay. And the track is called Smuckers, featuring Lil Wayne and Kanye West. And again, but he's just got like wheezy spitting over, but like jazz essentially you're going to mm. get Lil Wayne you're going to make him spit over jazz and it works so well but mm. but as I say like Igor is the first I don't know it's it's real real recent as well but I mm. you know when you just you really really connect with an album and you can't stop yeah. playing it and this was yeah. one for me and I love a I love this album but Earthquake Ooh. is pretty much the leading single of the album is so so strong for me. I yeah, love, well, it, I love it was his um, highest charting song. Yeah, so, and, uh, and rightfully so. And Joe, you know he like he wrote it on. Oh, I can't remember. He he's done a really good interview of Rick Rubin, um, but basically saying he he wrote this song for Justin Bieber, yeah, which that's blows my mind. Yeah. Um, because you can't, uh, like, uh, I feel hearing it, it just all works so well as it is. You can't imagine it yeah. done any other way. And he also, I think he wanted Rihanna on the hook originally. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's correct. So, and she yeah, also he, turned it down. It's just, it's ended up as it is. And it, I, I just find it funny that through a couple rejections, it's ended up as it is. And it couldn't be better for me. It's, I love this album. Listen to this album. It, it probably just shows, too, that... I mean, when doing my research, it's not often that I see that people reject songs, you know? Mm. Um, and then this is this is a nice example of how, I guess you have to have drive and break through those doors. Mm. Um, and I guess even still, like obviously Tyler's a big artist, that, yeah, Justin Bieber was like, no. Rihanna was like, no. But he was like, fuck this. I'm, I'm going to still go I'm with it. Do it myself then. That's um, such a good hook line yeah. about the, the fault. It's my fault talking about the fault line of earthquakes. It's too much. And do you know what? Before I forget, Jerry, similar on that line of writing a song for someone else, I'm taking us back to artist number one of Outcast, And for how um, they will release so many songs that are so different from one another, their song Prototype, mm. you know the one, beautiful, so yeah. different from anything they've done. Um, fucking wrote that for Janet Jackson, who didn't want it. Yeah, it's mad. <laughs> but and then they d- deliver it beautifully, and yeah, for me, this this album is is such a development of a man and as an artist. And as I say, I come in at this point, but it enabled me to go back, and I, I feel like I could go back and listen to it and appreciate it more once I sort of knew the end product. If that makes sense. Yeah, and no, I get you. I mean, because the bit what which always gets me right. Is uh, you know the, the outfit he wears. Do you know the one I'm on about? With Which... uh, with uh, it's it's like he's wearing that blue suit. He's got the wig on. Um, you know, uh, it's it's just it's just so it's like I say the character development and change within yeah. the space of probably what were you say five years? Like, oh, probably yeah. more, maybe more. Have a look. But how how but, many years would it be? But that's serious. and it, again. He's a yeah. character that of of all of these guys and all of these guys seriously carry it. Um, to not give a fuck, man. Mm. Be yourself. Let yourself be accepted. And in doing that, have made game changing music, in my opinion. Change yeah. the genre. No, and then I, I think that kind of leads on to the next artist who absolutely with, with his album and single it. 
Yeah, it, it changed the game, didn't it? Really, in hip hop. Without a doubt, right? There's, there's this next artist. I, uh, oh, I hate this man as a man, and it's a real, real case of separating artists from the art, you know. But this guy, every single album he does is so fucking good and so different from whichever one is followed. Um, and like, if I'm if I'm gonna come here and talk about expanding the genre through mm. being creative and changing the game, there's no way we're not gonna talk about Kanye West, you know? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Drew loves this album. Um, it's, it's so a, it's we're just gonna intru- let's just introduce it. So we got Kanye West. Uh, we have Love Lockdown, and uh, so just on the recent uh, break, Dicko, uh, mm. obviously, I had my cigarette, and I was like, oh, I need to listen to it, like. Mm. I- mm. Even though we we listened to the track after we kind of do this introduction, I was like, nah, I need to listen to it now. It's off the album mm-hmm. um, 808s and Heartbreaks. Um, 2008, fourth studio album. Uh, it's just... Uh, this song's incredible, isn't it, really? Mate, it's, it's so good. And like you talk about uh, this man at this time, for me, <laughs> again, like I talk about my favourite rap albums, and I, every one of my favourite rap albums almost... I've spoke about an artist and other albums they've done. Mm. College Dropout, again, like was one of those real transition albums into the genre for me. Like my sister had it and I borrowed the seat like the physical CD from my sister of College Dropout. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. That's that's an album to hit you hard at an impressionable age, I think. Um and he's just one of those that that obviously like late registration ridiculous but every album changes and progresses and i feel a lot of the time the issue with kanye at the time is he's so far ahead of his time yeah so this album it's a bit like drew you've just put it so perfectly your, your best kanye album is what everyone you've listened to most recently no, honestly I, I, I think it's the fairest point of all. That is probably one of my favourite quotes mm. of the Jez FM and Friends podcast. Yeah, because yeah. I I, I realise how true that is now. Once like once hearing Drew say that, because um, yeah. I, I I love all the albums: College Dropout, um, Dark Twisted, you know, Jesus. Um, but I'm like, like I say, I was like, I, I can't wait to listen to this song. The fact that I couldn't wait 20 minutes to listen to it <laughs> break we're going to have. I had to listen to it before, you know? Um, and then I'm like, this is his best album. That, But then I know that in a couple weeks' time, someone else would be like, oh, Jez, we, I'm choosing this song for the theme. And I'm yeah. like, oh, no, oh, no, this is the best um, album. But It's 100%. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. I've been listening to 808s loads like in the last week. Because again, like as I say, it's, it's ahead of his time, and I think he is the sort. It's the album where he moved away from heavy sampling, which he always done and done so well, and obviously continued to do so well, and got straight on the eight oh eight, like on the Roland, and it's it's yeah. it's oh, it's a, it's a ridiculous yeah. machine, and it's full of the eighties, and it's basically it's, it's a machine. It's like a drum machine that you can program your own patterns into. Mm. Um, and, and you've man, summed it. I love that you've album. summed it up very well there. So, for anyone who doesn't know, eight oh eight in the album title, it basically comes from the Roland drum machine. Yeah, the TRA. Um, 
So I want to buy one, man. They are so expensive now. They got discontinued in the eighties. I want one for my Mm. studio so bad. I am not paying over a thousand pounds for one. A thousand pounds, really? (laughs) Yeah, there's no chance. I'm not there yet, Jezza. Fuck me. Yeah, I I can't say. um, For my studio setup, I'll be (laughs) merging that. (laughs) Playing a fucking thirty year old bass guitar and a two thousand pound bit of kit. Ridiculous. Also, not that not that I want to jump back and forth between artists, but um, talking about Outcast and Andre, Mm -hmm. you know, with that um, with the album uh, Aquemini, when I was starting to learn about production from um, organized noise, yeah, basically uh, because obviously the commercial success. Apparently, Andre went on a huge spending spree and was just like purchasing all different types of equipment to use, you know, which also I love because I, I kind of get what he means now because I've been doing the same for my life. <laughs> yeah. you know? And tell me he hasn't got his fucking money out of him. Whatever oh, he mate. spent, yeah. like, the money he produced after, like, the music he produced after that point. Do yeah, whatever you want, so, buy whatever you want, mate. You've pulled it off. <laughs> so, I, I can see why it becomes addictive. Um, 100%. Yeah, but, Moving back on this album, uh, I think this was the first time it was kind of the autotune, wasn't it? So- yeah, exactly that. And I think, thanks T-Pain, like, you've done yourself a, a, an absolute pleasure. Like, I think it was, like, I'm sprung. For me, in my head, is like, the first popular use of autotune, like, as an instrument, yeah. as opposed yeah. to, like, just aiding a vocal, because T-Pain doesn't need his vocals aided. He's got a ridiculous oh, voice. He's purely he's- used it as an instrument. This is what I've been trying to say on the podcast series. If you YouTube T-Pain... Mate, I know exactly the video you're talking about. I, remember, I, I can't remember which podcast you said it on, but he sings Buy Me a Drink to a live crowd, and his vocals are ridiculous. That's the thing. Um, after this podcast finishes tonight, Dick, I'm, I'm going to listen to that again, because you yeah. just remind me, and, and I need to watch it again. Everyone listening, put it in YouTube. T-Pain without auto-tune will do, because... Fucking yeah. credit where credit's due. The man uses it as an instrument. Yeah. So and then just... I, I actually shared it on Jez FM Insta, you know, because yeah. I was like, Brightly, sorry. you need to see this, you know? hundred um, percent. Obviously, I, I don't know if you're aware, but with this album, um, Kanye actually got T-Pain in. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they fell out a lot, I believe, during the recording of it. I see. Uh, I'm sure you've probably seen the same interview of uh, like T-Pain following it. And he's just saying that basically it got to a point where he's giving he's giving Kanye what he's got, and he's saying, "No shit, no shit. No <laughs> How do you ah, how do you work like that?" And again, I yeah. really need to stress that I, I do really really dislike Kanye West as a person, man. You sold you sold your own race up for a fucking maga hat, but mm. and I, I hate to use the word genius because he uses it so regularly about himself, but yeah. oh fuck, he is, isn't he? Like. I've said before, he's a enigma, you know. And, yeah. Um, oh, that's the word, yes, for sure. Obviously, yeah, we've kind of mentioned it before. He's as a person, I'm not, I'm really not sure yet. I'm, I'm very sure, changes, Jerry. <laughs> my, mind, my mind changes every day. I mean, like, I, I guess with, with the maga stuff, yes. Um, Music-wise, I know he's trying to do kind of make it fairer for artists. I think yeah. he, he's just very good at staying relevant in the news the whole fucking time, isn't he? Let's be 100%. Honest. Maybe that's part of the game. And if it is, it, fair it, play. Isn't about the, news. Like the fact that he's he went from, what? I remember one point, it was like, I'm 50 million in, in debt. <laughs> yeah. The next, thing I, the next thing I read, he's a billionaire. 
Yeah, like, after trying to borrow a fucking smart car off 50 Cent, who's another car like, who sold out his race for a MAGA hat we won't get on to. Like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, how can you go from 50 million in debt to a billionaire? Oh, I, mean, I, I know he was asking for funding from like Mark Zuckerberg at one point. Yeah, yeah, and calling up Jay Z for not helping him out when they've been old boys. But you know, you but, know. Um, yeah. I mean, this album, um, obviously, a big theme in it is the loss of his mother due yes, to me. the complications with the cosme- uh, cosmetic surgery, which is mad in itself, isn't it? Really? Oh. And, and I assume there's a lot of uh, maybe that's why he took it so bad. Maybe there's a lot of guilt on his side, thinking she's never going to be getting her tits done if I'm not <laughs> a, like a, a wealthy rapper, you know. And yeah. but that, that, it just seems that that's a mad thing I've never ever heard of is dying of a heart complication related to tit surgery. So yeah, and I think know, it's actually, it, was, it was like a tummy tuck too. But, oh, was it? Was yeah. it not tit surgery? Then, no, I, th- uh, I think it was both. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I'm willing to retract if well, not, you know, I'm pretty, um, pretty on the line here. Yeah. I know at the time he also broke up with his kind of long-term partner. So, like, yeah. um, he basically said that with this album, like, I wanted to kind of express emotion and what I was mm. feeling, and it weren't possible through kind of the general hip-hop I guess, vibe. So that's why I wanted to bring in autotune. I wanted to bring in that 808. So I wanted to bring in that synthetic sound. Exactly Um, that, bro. This man has then, as we talk about like expanding the genre of hip hop, my man has branched out to synth pop, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's Uh, what it was. But but as you say, with with that pain from obviously losing his mum and stuff, it's, it's an emotional album. To it, it, it's kind of like a beautiful polarity to have all of these raging but human emotions, but then to play them through a mechanical voice that isn't your own. If that makes yeah. sense, uh, then that's what it, it's a real nice kind of, juxtaposition. Though. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. That that's the beauty of it. Um, and obviously, a, a lot of a lot of uh, kind of artists said like, kind of, this is a bit soppy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this ain't hip hop. Where's the gangster like, stuff? You know, like, what's he doing? And then, um, I know one of the artists was uh, Common, who said, "I absolutely love this," uh, but he had like kind yeah. of a similar album with a, uh, I think it was called like Electric Circus, I believe. Um, mm. And then he, yeah, he said like, yeah, he's trying to break his own way and create his own vision. Um, mm. And then that's that's what Kanye does. Kanye doesn't he really? Uh, he he looks after number it, one, and then he he knows that whatever he does, it's it's gonna go gold. And but I feel, I feel I think, like there's a real real reason for that. Like he moves rapidly. Like he, he's not keeping up with the present. He's so far beyond it. Uh, and I feel like eight oh eight and heartbreaks a real real example of him being so far ahead of his time like like that's like a lot of the stuff on there um you'll find kind of akin to like what travis scott and that whole young trap scene are doing now that that comes from 808s man like they've said that um kid cuddy's day um man on the moon album Mm. that was a big influence Mm. obviously him talking about emotion Again, I'll talk about it in the next episode with Reese and Drew. But um, Drake said this was a huge album for me for like kind of 
direct for the direction I was going into. It was like a guy singing and talking about emotions and feelings. Exactly, and a guy and singing he, when he knows he can't sing, so using yes automation to help himself do that's it. Exactly, like and it, that's oh, exactly it's, that. So it, it kind of opened up that synthetic feel. Exactly, use of exactly that, Jess. That emotion within hip-hop. Yeah. Um, like I say, we've kind of had Drake off it. And then even mm. this kind of new, I guess you could say, segment of like emotional rap, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Even people like Kid Cudi with Man on the Moon. Like, Mate, you know, uh, oh, Jez, Jez, I need to say Kid Cudi was was number nine for me where he he got cut very 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 late i love that man it was really really hard and also just just while i'm here honorable mentions asap rocky um earth gang for sure j cole is in this chat this was a really really hard list to make but Mm. for me these are the ones that um yeah i've just have just connected and, with really sonically and for me have just expanded that genre, you know? Then what I've loved is there's been artists here that haven't been mentioned yet, you know? Mm. Um, so it's been, it's not, it's been great for me to research up on them a bit more, you know, spend the time to listen to them and Dicko, we can always do a part two, you know? I would, I would love to Jerry. That's the thing. Like, okay. We can get the next eight in the, you know, a couple of weeks time, a few weeks time. Once I mm-hmm. once I go through the other the other guests, but um, I mean, just to give a bit of background knowledge, eight oh eights and heartbreak. Um, as I said before, um, it's the fourth studio album. It was released on November the twenty fourth, two thousand eight. We have the likes of No ID um, helping with producing. It was actually filmed in um, well, recorded in Hawaii, and then we have features from Kid Cudi. Jeezy, Mr. Hudson, and Little Wayne. <laughs> yeah, do you remember Mr. Hudson, by the way? He was around, wasn't he? Done the Forever circuit. <laughs> yeah, Joe yeah. I disappeared off the fucking face of the planet. Yeah. The blondest guy. Yeah, oh, there's, oh, there's no way it was natural, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what um, the fuck happened to... Actually, anyone, uh, please, at JezFM on Twitter, if you know what the fuck happened to Mr. Hudson. Yeah, we'll find out. But like I say, this is this could be another theme. You know, what happened to these individuals? Because I know there's been a couple mentions of people that have uh, just disappeared. Maybe you know. Mm. Uh, oh man, I'd love it. So, Mr. Hudson, please tell me. Please tell me, Mr. Hudson. We'll find out. But um, yeah, I mean, this, this album it has. It's like I guess you have that electro pop feel. Exactly that. It's the it's the synth, down. mate. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hard. And then, uh, obviously, the album cover is, uh, if anyone didn't know, because uh, he's big at the moment, it's actually, it's actually designed by uh, Virgil Bloat, you know, Louis Vuitton. What is it? Which is mental. And then uh, the deluxe edition artwork is uh, by the pop artist Cause. And then, um, because that's what Kanye was basically trying to say. It was like, you know, I know there's pop art already, but I want 808s and Heartbreak to be a pop art album for music, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was, um, it was just too early, man. It, it was too early. And obviously, I think when, when you're trying to do something new in, in that game, like I say, some some rappers and artists thought it was a bit soppy and a bit, I guess you could say, wet. Uh, yeah. But, but it's, you know, there's been a lot of people who've said it's been their inspiration. Um, and, yeah, I, I think it's a it's a great album overall. Hmm. Um, like I say, Heartless. It's got a lot of emotion. It's raw, and it's, like I say, with Kanye, 
everything he touches turns to gold. Yeah, um, well, that's, he just knows, and he's a finely tuned man, I think. But yeah, just, it, it fits our theme tonight of breaking the genre and expand, expanding the genre. Like, I, I feel there's a lot of artists that would be missing without this album. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. So I think, well, you know, we've had eight songs so far. Obviously, we started off with Outcast, then Thundercat, Nerd, Kendrick, Childish, Frank. We're going to play Tyler the Creator with Earthquake next, and then followed after Kanye West, Love Lockdown. Um, Dicko, it's been a pleasure. I mean, I am going to say we still have that one question of the music video. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, oh, for fuck's sake. Do you know what, Jerry? I'm going to stand by my original answer and I'm going for Nelly Hot and Horror. Take me to the Playboy Mansion, boy. Yeah, I love it. I mean, like I say, I, I feel bad because, do you know what? I've been so busy this week with editing, researching that I didn't actually send over the questions. Uh, it's um, good to have him on the spot, mate. <laughs> on, on the spot is much harder. I mean, uh, I think Drew done it to me and then I panicked big time. Mm. Um, I wish I would have thought of a question for you, Jess, and I haven't. It's all right. Let's say we can save that for part two, mate, you know. Absolutely. With the next thing. But, um, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, For anyone listening, if you've enjoyed it, share, tweet, like, all that stuff. Um, This is the sixth episode in the podcast series. Obviously, tonight, my guest, Dicko, has been amazing. Um, A great selection. Thank you for having me, Jess, Uh, Honestly, it's been, like I say, we've done this all virtually. A few technical issues to begin with. But it's, it's been flawless. Um, I've had a real nice time, and this is what it's about, isn't it? Let's face mm, it. It's just absolutely. I was trying to connect, talk about something we love in a in a time when we can't go to the pub. Obviously, you you can't go out at the moment. Um, exactly, guys. Please wear your masks. Keep your space. Be fucking sensible. This is a very very serious situation we have going on, and I can't leave my house because of it. So. You know, let's all work together, be a team, you know. Preach. Well said. Well said. I mean, like I say, when this is all over, obviously we'll get you in the the studio set. Can't As I mentioned, wait, um, the next episode, which is going to be released after this one, is going to be the Drake review with uh, Reese and Drew. It's all filmed, so that's going to be on YouTube. Um, I'm just editing it now, but I have no experience in video editing. So it's, Happy it's, uh, to help, Jezza. Let me know, mate. Oh, I love that. And obviously, this is what I've also loved. I, I want to say thank you to everyone who's helped or gave me ideas or, like, you know, just contributed in some way. But, um, yeah, I mean, peace and love. As I said, this is the sixth episode. We have Dicko. We have the eight songs coming up next. We have Tyler the Creator with Earthquake and Kanye with Love Lockdown. Enjoy. Mm. Stay safe. And, um, yeah, tune in for the next episode. Peace and love. Peace, gang. You're listening to the Jazz FM and Friends Late Night Show, the only place for hip-hop discussion and general chit-chat.